everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. It's Pat, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you? This, Matt, is... I just am in love with this episode, and it hasn't even happened yet. (laughs) Uh, I have mixed feelings about it. (laughs) Really? Well, I mean, you know, because of the... uh, I guess because of the amount... Excuse me, the amount of people that we recorded for this one, it was really tough to edit, so. Well, it's worth it, though, because... Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just a lot of work, so. That's all uh, I'm saying. Yes. Well, this episode is very special for a couple of reasons. Um, Maybe more so to me than you, um, for you know, the sentimental part, but, um, this is one of the times that we went seeking the guest, you know, often the guests are, um, you know, sent to us one way or another. All right. Yeah. But, um, this one, we actually sought out, um, and there's a backstory. Okay. So, um, a guest that we had on before, John Barry. Um, you'll remember him. He was a great <coughs> guest. Very talented. Yeah, yeah remember. Um, he mentioned um, a songwriter, Steve Dorff, um, in the course of the interview. And so, uh, my classmate, Nat Hyde, so we got Nat, Matt, and Cat. <laughs> um, you know, it's just it's just a coincidence that we all rhyme. But um, you know, he had listened to that episode and he mentioned like Steve Dorf, you need to get him on the episode because he wrote so many songs and he wrote our class song which is Through the Years by Kenny Rogers. Um, he made that famous. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, I was like, okay, sure, you know, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Well, I mean, I did not have any connection with Steve Dorff. Uh, <laughs> and so it began. Um, you know what I did have, though? Hmm. What? Mutual friends. Ah. Yes. So, um, you know, I just thought, well, the worst that could happen is he won't respond at all. Or, you know, probably worse than that is saying no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like that word, you know. Right, yeah. Um, but, um... You know, I'm pretty persistent, if nothing else. And I sent the message out, and he was actually very, very quick to respond and say that 
you know, he would definitely be willing to do the episode to tell us about the backstory for our class song through the years. Hmm. Yeah, I remember. It was, was, uh, uh, when you were telling me about it, it was pretty interesting. Because I remember we reached out to him before, like, to have him on just to talk to him. And, uh, I don't remember where that ended up, but we got busy with other things and kind of fell by the wayside. But then he agreed to do this episode, which is kind of cool. It's a very cool. And, um, you know, to tie it all together, this is the 40th year since the class of 82 graduated. So this is the 40th um, reunion that's going to happen this year. And um, it just all, I, it just all fell into place, you know. Um, so this is a very, very special episode. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it's certainly interesting hearing all the stories because, uh, in addition to Steve, we also had some of your former classmates on as well. Yes, yeah, so we do have seven classmates. They're going to tell us what this song through the years has meant to them through the years um and so i feel like in a way that will be the class giving back to steve dorf for his kindness um and being on our episode because i would imagine writing something that 40 years later still has such an impact on people uh, would be pretty special to know. Yeah, I imagine it's uh, certainly, you know, uh, played at a lot of weddings and uh, other events. So, it's sort oh. of an iconic song. Definitely iconic. I don't know if anybody's getting married at the reunion. <laughs> uh, but certainly I'd be all for that. Because, you know, <laughs> anytime there can be a wedding. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah throw me into this sappiness I'm having a flashback to uh, Kill Devil Hills where we watched somebody renew their vows on the beach (laughs) (laughs) yes uh, wedding crashers (laughs) right right they were playing like wasn't the uh, intro song like Freebird or something (laughs) um you know I I, I just imagine everything very uh, romantic (laughs) I, I probably did not hear that song in my mind um, because the you know the beach setting is like perfect. Right. Yeah. Me. We were we were actually watching it from the balcony of the hotel room and I it, know it was going on. Juliet, you know, or yeah. something. Uh, it was just beautiful, and the weather was great for them. And um, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's getting married at the reunion, um, but we're going to get to hear from seven people you know, what the song has meant to them, and maybe they'll share something about a wedding or, you know, other event, but certainly um, it does apply to our class, and I think we were pretty prolific thinkers uh, in 1982 to choose that song. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I 
Uh, it, it certainly is an iconic song, and, uh, you know, you could have gone with a couple different ones from what I have heard in the interviews. Uh, so, um, it was probably good thinking to use this one. Yes, and I cannot believe that we have Steve Dwarf getting ready to tell us the backstory to the song through the years. Yeah, we got to definitely give him a huge thank you for uh, agreeing to be on and tell us the story and uh, you know, being so uh, so nice about it. I mean, he... Oh, yes, he's the kindest human ever. So. <laughs> yeah, and he's got uh, something going on. Uh, on the 4th of, yes, 4th of October, so a couple of days from now. Uh, in Nashville so we do have information about that posted and uh, you know it's a night where you can go out and hear backstories of them he's written thousands of songs thousands yeah if you can. so um, you can go out and um, attend this and hear him talk about the backstories and also um, perform some of them so um, if you're in the Nashville area, uh, work and travel on, um, what would that be, Tuesday, I believe? Yeah, I think it so, was like the 4th or something. Yeah, so, um, you know, if, if you can do that, but he's all over the place, so um, this is just one event that's coming up soon. Right, I think. Definitely, um, website um you can definitely check out a schedule to follow along and i know the listeners are going to want to do that after they hear um our interview with him yeah the there were some other uh some other songwriters who were going to be there like phil vassar and um yes uh dina carter and yeah so yeah. it's a lot of it's several songwriters are going to join him um, and this is a BMI a sponsored event, I believe. So should be pretty cool. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Just like this interview. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to it. Uh, it is a long one, um, but I think you'll all enjoy it. Yes, you will not. The time will go by so fast. You will be like, I can't believe it was two hours. This is just amazing. <laughs> All right, well, here we go. Steve Dorf, I want to welcome you to Backstory Sessions. I have to say that you're probably like the kindest human ever to do this uh, episode. Well, thank you. I, I, it's a pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, so you were, I mean, you've written, you have a book that says, I wrote that one too. You've written so many songs. Like, do you even know how many you've written? Not really. I mean, probably in the thousands. Um, you know, I started very young, so I've been doing this for a few minutes. And <laughs> But I, yeah, I don't count them. I, I just do what I do. And uh, um at some point, maybe someone will uh, will total them up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a project for Matt. For this 
Um, so this is gonna focus on the song in particular through the years, which is a uh, class of '82, 40 years old this year, the reunion, and um, that was a class song for the Whitley County class uh -huh. of '82, mm -hmm. and uh, so that's kind of what shaped this. This the backstory of this episode, but. Um, were you writing songs in high school? You said you got started early. I was. I I, I was writing music. Uh, my mother tells me in the crib, so uh, singing and humming, and I always heard, had this little mini orchestra in my in my head, and uh, was musicalizing everything I did. So um, uh, writing songs uh, became kind of a natural outgrowth of. Uh, uh, as I as I got to be a teenager, I started writing s silly songs, and uh, and it's really all I've ever done. So, um, so it sounds like it was no surprise to anyone that this was going to be your career path. Well, uh, no, it, it it wasn't a surprise to me. <laughs> I think <laughs> it was a surprise to most of my family and 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 friends. But uh, as it progressed, uh, everybody embraced it. So, so when the songs, when you're writing, um, it's just a, a tune and the lyrics come together, or you know, what's the process for you? Well, it happens all different ways. Um, sometimes I'll have a tune written of something I'm humming or singing and uh, will either write the lyric myself or collaborate with a lyricist who then writes to the to the melody that's already that I already have. In a lot of cases, uh, especially this song through the years, uh, the lyric came first. And um, as I was reading the lyric, the melody started coming into my head and uh, um, and then the other process is sometimes just sitting in a room with a co-writer uh, with a blank page and crafting a song in, in a couple of hours. So it happens uh, every different way. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have a fear that when you write a song, this is going to be your last song and another one won't come to you? <laughs> yeah, just about every day. Um, <laughs> not, not really. Um, you know, it's it, as you do it over and over, and and you have success. You kind of, you know, it it becomes a craft and um, and and a business. That's why they call it the music business. And and um, and so I, I, you know, I know how to do this. I know what's good and I know what's not. And, and I know what the uh, uh, the shortcuts are and uh, and the challenges are. So it's uh, you know I take it very seriously and and um, uh, you know I write between forty and fifty songs a year. So which isn't a huge amount compared to a lot of songwriters that write every day. I don't. Um, but not really. I don't. I don't really have that fear. So when you are writing, um, do you have to be inspired or do you force yourself to write something uh, and see if something's going to come from it? No, I, I pretty much have to be inspired. I have to feel like I have a good idea, either musically or lyrically. Okay. Um, sometimes the, if, if someone says something, uh, a title or an idea for a song, that 
that inspires a musical uh, element that uh, that just comes to me and uh, I usually follow my musical instincts I, I write pretty quickly do you feel that you have a gift to you know like people having these regular conversations and you have that gift to pick up on uh, something that's said and just know like oh that would be a good song yeah that, that's a good question because that happens all the time Mm -hmm. Someone will say something. Uh, uh, I'll give you a great example. I, I was I was in the bank one day, and uh, I knew the uh, branch manager. I'd I'd seen him a lot, you know, and he'd always say, "Hey, how are you, Mr. Dorf?" Yada yada yada. And uh, one day uh, I I was up uh, making a deposit, or I can't even remember. Uh, and uh, he came over and he said, uh, "Hey, Mr. Dorf." Uh, uh, how uh where are you spending your nights these days <laughs> and, um, and i went what did you say and he says he says oh it's a phrase my uh my dad used to say to me you know where are you spending your nights these days so i wrote it down and uh, the next day i wrote the song and we had a top 10 record with david frizzell so you, you never know where it's going to come from wow that i mean that is an amazing backstory i wonder um, like, did you ever see him again? I wonder if he's like, oh, you know, I inspired that, I think. I actually I actually gave him 10% of the song. <gasps> wow. I thought it was such a great title and such a cool idea that uh, uh, I gave him 10% of the song. Mm -hmm. Well, that is an amazing backstory, too. So <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot wait to hear. All right. So. You said the lyrics um, came first to you for through the years. So what inspired those? Well, um, I'd written uh, three or four songs with uh, Marty Panzer, who wrote the lyric to Through the Years. And uh, Marty, uh, Marty would write lyrics as if he was writing prose or poetry. He just, uh, Marty was a great, is a great songwriter, great lyricist. Um, and we were having, uh, uh, we'd written a couple of songs we were excited about, and Marty would always present the lyric to me in kind of a, a unique way. He would read it to me as if he was reading a script, you know, out loud. And, and uh, so Marty uh, was coming over to dinner for, for the first time. I had invited him uh, over to dinner, and uh, um he he would always have this brown manila envelope and he he came over to the house and uh, he said hey i've got something to show you and I, I said great and pulled this piece of paper out of the brown envelope and he started reading it to me and um as he was reading it i was hearing hearing the tune i yelled into my wife at the time uh, I said, hey, how long before uh, dinner's ready? And uh, She said, oh, probably uh, 10, 15 minutes. I said, great. And Marty and I went to the piano and we wrote the song before dinner. Um, oh, wow. We wrote that song in, uh, in about 12 minutes um, <laughs> from start to finish. Uh, the lyric was perfect, you know, um, didn't need any massaging. Uh, the melody just kind of flew flew out and uh, 
the song kind of wrote itself. And um, so that was the the process of writing that song, which, um, uh, you know, most people think, oh, you know, he probably slaved over that for weeks. <laughs> and uh, that was not the case with Through the Years. Um, well, I, I mean, so did both of you immediately in this, you know, 12 minutes, like you just knew, like this was it? I think we felt like we we had a really good song. You know, you never know what a hit's going to be. Some of my biggest hits were songs that uh, I never thought would be, and some of and some of the songs that I think are the best things I've ever written have not been. So you never really know. Uh, every every song has its own little story and journey, um, and through the years certainly had a journey. Uh, it was. Uh, rejected by uh, two major artists uh, before uh, Kenny heard it, or actually before Lionel Richie heard it. Um, uh, we first pitched that song to Barry Manilow, and uh, uh, it was passed on by Barry. And then I played it for Glenn Campbell, and uh, Glenn uh, didn't think it was for him. Um, and uh, and Lionel Richie had heard the demo. Uh, it was played to him by his a record company executive. And Lionel played it for Kenny at a song meeting. And to to just show you how serendipitous this crazy business is um, and the fine line between great success and great disaster. Um, Lionel was playing uh, Kenny songs for an upcoming album at his house. And Kenny, uh, I was told that Kenny was passing on everything. He wasn't liking any of the songs that Lionel was playing him. Um, so Lionel took out my song. It was on a cassette. And he said, look, this is a song that I'm thinking about possibly recording uh, with uh, as a reunion thing for the Commodores. And, oh, wow. And he said, if, uh, if, you, if you like it, at least I'll have some direction as to what to try to find for the, for the new album. And he started playing the song. And about midway through the chorus, Kenny's wife was coming through the living room and she walked over to Kenny and she said, you've got to record this one. Um, now, if she had been playing tennis, if she had been out shopping, if she had been doing anything but walking through the living room at that precise moment, um, Kenny most likely would never have recorded that song. So a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of the history of any of these songs uh, is right place, right time, right artist. Um, that marriage between a great voice and a great song. And we had that with, with Kenny with uh, through the years. Well, I mean, hearing that, I did not expect uh, that would be a part of the song's story or legacy, but uh, just hearing that Lionel Richie, would have used it for a reunion for the Commodores makes me all the more confident that, you know, we were a pretty smart class to choose that song. Or, or it <laughs> might have been if Kenny had passed on it, 
It might have been a hit by the Commodores, by Lionel <laughs> Richie and the Commodores. Who knows? And it would have been a totally different sounding record. Um, I'll tell you another fun story, which is in my book um, about that song uh, that no one will ever really realize because uh, they know the song as, as they've heard it by Kenny Rogers. But Kenny sang three or four of the lines of that lyric wrong. <laughs> and the opening line of the song um, that Kenny sings is, I can't remember when you weren't there, when I didn't care for anyone but you. Now, if you really stop and look at that line, it's a double negative and it makes no sense. The way we, the way we wrote it was, I can't remember when you weren't there, when I ever cared for anyone but you. And, um, and one of the last lines of the song, Kenny sings, I've learned what life's about by loving you. And the way we wrote it was, I've learned what love's about by loving you, which is much better um, and means much more. Uh, Kenny sang those two critical lines of the song wrong. When we questioned it, Kenny, uh, um, <laughs> without, I mean, Kenny was, was a big, big, big star and he had a pretty big ego and he, he said, well, let me think about that for a minute. And, uh, <laughs> and then he looked at Marty and he said, uh, I like my way better. <laughs> so we wow. just said, oh, okay, okay. How about those Dodgers? Um, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was kind of a very strange moment and a very stressful moment because Marty was very upset that, that Kenny sang the lyric wrong. Um the reason why he sang it wrong was because Lionel's wife had written, there was no lyric sheet when he was recording it. And Lionel asked her to go take the lyric down from the demo and she took it down wrong. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, you know, uh, and to this day, uh, it didn't matter. It didn't keep it from being a monster hit. But to this day, we cringe a little bit when we hear it, when we hear it, <laughs> anybody do it because it's wrong. It's not the way we wrote it. Well, um, I, I will add to that backstory because I was, you know, doing my research for this episode and I saw where you were playing piano and you were singing the song. And I thought, well, he's got the words wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there you go. When I yeah. got to, you know, the uh, loving you, like that last line, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've learned what I, because I had written down for the classmates, like, learn what life's about by loving you. And yeah. then, you know, I was like, what? And I hate, say? I hate that line. I hate that line because well, I've learned what love's about by loving you makes so much more sense. And it's so much of a stronger line it, it, if you think about it. And, and the kicker was that when they went to the song was a monster hit. And when they went to print the sheet music, I petitioned the sheet music company or, and with Marty to please change the lyric to the way we wrote it. And they said, we can't by contract, 
we have to print it exactly the way it was recorded. Oh, wow. So uh, the only time people will ever hear that song the way it was originally written is if they hear me do it. Well, and I did hear it, so uh, <laughs> that is amazing to me. Um, you know, I, I had no idea that that is what happened. For writers, that, that must be really hard because, you know, on the one hand, like, that's your work, and and then you have the artist who's going to bring this to the public and make it, you know, Successful. Well, and, and if and, and if it had been a lesser artist or an unknown artist, you know, te- technically they're not allowed to change the lyrics or the music to a song. Um, it's in the copyright law. Um, right. And uh, if we had really wanted to, you know, uh, pursue stopping that record from being released we could have but that would have been insane you know Kenny was arguably one of the biggest stars uh, on the planet at the time sure. and um you know who doesn't want Kenny Rogers to sing one of your songs and uh, and Kenny and I became friends and and we uh, he recorded eight eight of my songs uh, after that um so uh, he was instrumental to uh, really, you know, making my career take off. And that that song certainly was, you know, one of my biggest hits. And and, uh, and I love Kenny. And every time he did it, I couldn't be more proud, you know, to, to watch him do it in, in concert. But, but when those couple of lines came up, <laughs> I always did uh, get a little twinge. <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you ever say to him, "Hey, dude, you're singing it wrong"? <laughs> no, no, never did again. No, no. So, I mean, does it surprise you that now, forty years later, um, you know, people still love this song? Uh, I mean, through the years would sort of indicate that it's going to be a song that lasts, but it really has. Yeah, yeah it's become a standard, and and. Um, uh, obviously very very thankful for it um so did marty ever share with you the um the inspiration for the lyrics um yes but i um he wrote it for someone very special in his okay so Mm -hmm. yeah personal experience i wondered if it was maybe uh, you know, it seems like that kind of song, and I, I wondered if that was part of its backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as you look back on your career songwriting, you know, are are you like impressed with yourself? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think. Um, that's kind of a double-edged sword question. Um, I'm uh, I'm very thankful and, and grateful for the career I've had. Um, I do feel like I'm really good at what I do. Um, I've been given a gift, and I don't take that gift for granted. Um, I I work really hard at uh, at writing. Um, it, it's uh, 
it's a job and um, I take it very seriously. Um, After you write a song, that's only half of the half of the job. Then the other half is is getting that song to someone who's going to sing it, record it and hopefully make it a hit. because I I was never really a recording artist. I you know that wasn't that wasn't what I did. You know um, I just wrote. I tried to write songs for for great voices that I admired, and um, and so that was uh, that was my job. That was uh, that was my profession, and 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 has been, and and still is. Um, I think uh, being inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2018 uh, was the moment that I realized, wow, you know, you really did good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And uh, and so, yeah, I I would say uh, proud of myself is more than impressed with myself. So was there anyone, since we're, this is kind of a high school reflection, um, was there any teachers or anyone uh, during that time in your life that um, motivated you or helped you in some way to be a better songwriter? No, not really. I, uh, I never took a piano lesson. I never took a music lesson. I, uh, I'm totally self-taught. Um, I think doing it over a period of, of over decades and and learning from other musicians and studio musicians and producers and arrangers um, and listening to other great songwriters that that was my education. And well, I I, I would think too that like has a special meaning because you put the work in and you get to see the rewards for all of that effort Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by doing it yourself that way. So uh, what's next for you? I mean, you've done so much, but I know that it sounds like you have lots of things still to do. Yeah, well, I have a book out uh, called I Wrote That One Too, A Life in Songwriting from Willie to Whitney, which which is basically a memoir um, that that I was asked to write. Uh, I uh, I had no aspirations to write a book. I, I have enough problems <laughs> trying to write a four minute song, um, but but I did because it was uh, it was offered to me and um, and it turned out to be a very cathartic uh, experience and, uh, and and a life-changing experience. I, I really enjoyed doing that. It took me about a year to write it. And uh, so that's out on my website, uh, which is stevedorf.com. And uh, it's also on Amazon. Um, and then uh, I started uh, doing shows uh behind the book uh, called uh, I wrote that one to uh, an evening with Steve Dorf and I'm I'm playing performing arts centers and theaters around the country and really enjoying that because I I I never got to do that um I was kind of a studio rat my entire career and and uh, so getting out in front of people and telling the stories behind the songs and then playing them um 
is really fun for me. It's fun that uh, people then connect the dots and go, oh, wait a minute, Kenny Rogers didn't write that song or Barbara Streisand didn't write that song. This guy did. Who is this guy? You know, and and I'm kind of like this Oz behind the curtain, anonymous person that's written the soundtrack of people's lives and, and nobody has any idea until they actually come to the show and and hear it and see it. And so that that's been a lot of fun. I'm actually doing a show uh, in Nashville, Tennessee on October 4th and uh, at City Winery. Um, and I've got some great guests, um, uh, Jeffrey Steele, uh, Whispering Bill Anderson, uh, Phil Vassar, um, uh, doing songs that, that I'm currently working on with them. Um, and so uh, I'm excited about that. There are tickets tickets available to that on citywinery.com, and uh, and just uh, just kind of having a good time uh, writing new songs and and uh, trying to keep it all going in the right direction. And I'm sure you know, just waiting for that next lyric to you know pop into your head is like that's a, you know going to be a song. Yeah, well, I've you know I've been doing a lot of writing this year. I, in fact, I think I've written more songs this year than I did uh, in the previous several. So uh, um, yeah, excited about those and and having them come out and uh, um, and see what's next. Well, Matt, uh, this is fascinating. I had no idea these were going to be the backstories. Just for this one song, how fascinating. Yeah, for sure. So I just had one question. If um, if all of your songs, like if they all had to disappear except for one, which one would you keep? <laughs> wow. Um, that's almost an impossible question to answer because, you know, songs are kind of like, children to me that, you know, when, <laughs> when I when I create them uh, you know some are more successful than others um, some are personal favorites but not necessarily the most commercial um, right. uh, and some some of the things that I feel like are my best work ever nobody's ever heard so it's it's kind of a really hard question um through the years on some levels is is of course a very special song to me but creatively not one of my personal favorites um that i've written um it's that's that's a pretty tough question to answer there are they're all there are they all have a piece of my heart in them so um you couldn't take any of that away no really can't really can't i get that um well i i just um am so thankful to you for being a part of this episode and and for taking the time to share these amazing backstories um well, you, you guys, yeah, and your and your uh, fans, if if you're in the Nashville, Tennessee area, um, uh, tickets just went on sale for the show, and uh, you should come down and uh, 
it's going to be a really fun night. It sounds amazing to um, hear you perform these and talk about them and other songwriters. Um, well, again, thank you on the class on behalf of the class of '82 for yeah. writing, uh, you know, a great song that uh, we as teenagers would choose. I find that pretty amazing because you know, "Celebration" was uh, a popular song that a lot of classes right. were choosing at that time, but. You know, what do you think it says about a class that, you know, has the the wisdom to choose through the years at <laughs> 17? Well, it's it's used it's used as a you know, it's a big anniversary song and um and uh it's been used I can't tell you how many people have emailed me, you know, through the years, pardon the pun, uh, to tell me <laughs> that they danced with their dad at their wedding to, to three yeah. years that, you know it's it's become that kind of a that kind of a memorial song uh it's been played at a lot of funerals unfortunately and um and it's been played a lot of uh, at a lot of weddings and uh, uh as has another one of my songs i cross my heart you know by uh, oh. by george Strait. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, those are special, those are special moments for me to hear that someone got married to a song that I wrote or, or, you know, danced with their, with their daughter at, uh, at their wedding and, uh, um, or a mother dancing with their, with her son at, at, at his wedding. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, that's, that's pretty special. Well, just like, this story is going to be very special for our class and our listeners. Um, you know, I hope that as the classmates uh, later in the episode talk about the significance of this song, uh, I hope it'll be special to you as well to know yeah. how meaningful that something you created was yeah. to all. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, and uh, uh, have a great rest of your day. And um, look forward to hearing uh, hearing this uh, when it airs. All right. Thank you so much. Sure thing. Take care. Angie, I am so happy to have you on this special edition of Backstory Sessions today. Um, it's been 40 years, so catch us up. Like, you know, who were you in the class of 82 and where are you now? Well, in the class of 82, um, I was in band and choir and very active in school. I enjoyed going to ball games of all types. And of course, we were in the pet band, so we played at most of those ball games and it was just a lot of fun. Um, I um, actually graduated as a valedictorian of the class of 1982. So that's a, a proud moment for me. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then um, since then, um, of course, I went to college. Um, I didn't want to. I wanted to be a hairdresser, but I got a, scholar <laughs> I got a scholarship, and my mom made me go. <laughs> so I went, <laughs> went to college and uh, got a business degree. And uh, a few years later, I went back to college and got my teaching certification. And I taught business in the Whitley County School System. Uh, for 27 years and that was really neat. I got to see a lot of classmates, um, children come through 
and I was probably there long enough to see grandchildren. I hope I hope I wasn't, <laughs> but I probably was. <laughs> but I, I thought that was really neat. And, and one of the fun things about living in a small town and teaching in my alma mater. So, um, and since then I have retired and now I'm taking care of my grandchildren. Wow. So that's a lot of things over 40 years. Um, <laughs> thinking back on it, what made the class of 82 so special? It, you know, I've thought about that a lot. Um, remain friends and of course work with several people that graduated when I did. And it just always seemed like we had a special bond. Um, just not anything that you could put your finger uh, that I could put my finger on. I'm sure some people could analyze it and just, I always felt so close. I mean, even with you, Kat, you know, it's just, if we don't see each other for 10 years, which is usually the case because it's at reunions when we see each other, <laughs> right. it, we're still friendly and glad to see each other. I don't, I don't know. It, it's yeah. Just, uh, just always put it back up where we left yes. off. Yes. And yeah. always have things to talk about. And um, there was, I don't, I didn't pick up on any jealousy in the class. It just seemed like, you know, everybody just was always happy to see each other, even when we were in school. It was. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know that some classmates have said that we're the greatest class to ever graduate from Whitley County. So, uh, yes, <laughs> that's one distinguisher right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, through the years, class song, um, you know, what do you think made us choose that song? Oh, I, it just. I don't know. It, I guess I guess it just describes us perfectly because through the years we've always been there for each other, and I don't know. And we had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of tragedy. Like there's been a lot in our class. It seems like for all the greatness that we think we had, uh, we've had an equal amount of of sorrow. Yes. Yes, and recently lost a. a two or three very special people to the class. And um, it's just sad to even think about having a reunion this year without a couple of those people. But It does make 40 um, a bittersweet feeling, I think. Yes, yes. Well, um, you know, we had this songwriter and, and that was a great, like, I, I told Steve Dorf, I think he's probably like one of the nicest humans to, you know, to come and tell the backstory of the song through the years and uh, what it actually meant. And um, so I'm going to pull out a few of the lyrics and just get your take on them. Like, what do you think they did mean to you um, pertaining to the class? Like, uh, and I think you talked a little bit about it, but you've never let me down. You turn my life around. So who or what in the high school um, when you're a senior, you know, who, who um, turned your life around or had that impact? Um, and it could be more. Does it have one. to be? A, does it have to be a classmate? <laughs> no, no. It could be teachers. It could be, you know, music. It could be any yes. anything you want it to be. Um, 
Jeff Royalty, who, who was our band director um, up until I was a senior, you know, he just really had a big impact on my life um, and band in general. The people in the band that I have remained close to, um, I would think that's one area, uh, you know, I've read some posts lately because music programs seem to be dying in, in high schools, especially in our area, but um, how music gives confidence and does turn your life, turns people's lives around and um, and song lyrics do say that perfectly, that it gives you confidence and turns your life around and give, lets you see the person that you really are and and where your strengths lie you know we all want to be the popular kid in school i guess but we can't all be the leaders and the because that's not where our strengths lie um, so just becoming more self-actualized would be the music program and and how that affects my, how that affected my life in particular well, and I think it's cool, too, to have this class song that 40 years later, um, you know, it, when I listen to it, it seems just like, like I was listening to it back then. Uh, it's just timeless. It's just um, music is like that, I think. It is, yes. Yes. And it just transforms you back. You, know, you just close your eyes and listen and the memories or the feelings and emotions just flood through you when you hear songs like that. So what was it like being a teenager like on a Saturday night or what what things were popular for you and your friends? Cruising. We cruised around McDonald's and Williamsburg and <laughs> <laughs> we did, we never went to Corbin, but I think it was it was big up there too, cruising around Trademark, but we cruised around McDonald's and just around town. That was the popular thing. I was never into the party scene, so that was my big wild moment, I guess, cruising around Williamsburg. Well, that was the popular thing at the time. Um yes. So the next song lyric is the sweetest days I found I found with you. Um, and so how does that apply to you when you think back to our class of 82? Uh, just sweet memories, the sweet innocence of that time period of my life. And do you could just be friends with people like Lita Perkins. We We went to the lake together um she was in band also it just just sweet memories of time spent with her even though we were never besties or best friends but we were always just just sweet memories just uh the sweet times we had uh jeff griffith good times we had in band together and just being competitors for the class titles of valedictorian and <laughs> he always teased me because he said I took easy classes I didn't take the hard classes like he did you know just just uh, good competitions I don't know just um the band trips the, the sweet memories that in and, and being in choir and um uh, I don't know Kat that just <laughs> 
this. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Jess because I, I think back to him in the Rubik's Cube competition. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, things like that are just, um, you know, memories that maybe like kids don't even have Rubik's Cubes anymore. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> they tried to make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> they'll never be like Jeff, you know, like, they'll oh, never no. So another, um, through the years when everything went wrong, together we were strong. Um, how, uh, we talked a little bit about it, but how does that apply as you look back from the time we graduated until currently, you know, what things have we endured um, and been strong together? Mm. Um. Gosh, I don't know, Kathy. I mean, I think, you know, like each time for the listeners, we, we have a, a group, um, Facebook group for our class. And, you know, each time someone passes away, um, their name gets added in the group to our uh, remembrance list. And I feel like even just in that group, that together we kind of mourn you know wherever that person may not even live around here anymore um but we kind of come together and you know leave memories and share um you know the sadness of mourning another loss yes yes and i think that and i, lo- I like to read through uh, some of the comments when people pass away and, and the impact that that person had on and things that you didn't even know you, you know, uh, you didn't know how many people just love that person in your class. And then you read through those comments and that it does, it gives you a lot of comfort. And Yeah. And, you know, it's, um, we've, we've had to come together way too many times for that. Um, I feel like, but then I think like, what if we didn't have each other uh, in, you know, we still have those losses, but we wouldn't have that anybody to share that with. Um, yes, yes. So, um, yeah. Uh, and the video that we have, um, and the our, the remembrance wall or pictures that we can give at at reunions and look through and um, and support each other in that way too. Yeah, I think like uh, from our previous reunions, one of the most uh, emotional times has been lighting the candles uh, for each classmate. And uh, you could just feel like everyone together uh, in spirit, if nothing else. Yes. So, um, yeah, you know, and we've we've survived a lot of historic things as well. since we graduated i mean i don't know i don't think about so much of like it was a simple time for me in high school like i i didn't Mm -hmm. we didn't have like pandemics and or if we had like things it didn't seem like they were happening because when i think of high school it was it was pretty much happy uh, yes so I miss that, of course. Um, yes. Well, um, and I'm glad we did not have the internet back then. 
especially social media, the social media aspect of um, these iPhones and computers we carry in our pockets. <laughs> I think that's really hard for teenagers today, and we did not have have that. And and I'm thankful yeah. for that. You remember, we'd bring a you know like a camera on like special days to take pictures, and you had to wait to get them developed. Yes, yes. <laughs> All of those things. Although I will say, planning a reunion, uh, you know, it makes oh, it yes. <laughs> quite yes. a bit easier that way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm glad in their older age that we had that. We had that technology, <laughs> but I'm also glad we did not have that when we were, were kids. <laughs> yes, imagine the things that might surface. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, as as we look forward to the 40th reunion, uh, what what do you have to say to the people that are on the fence about attending? Come, it, uh, even if you don't think you're going to have a good time, you will. It's so nice to see how everybody's changed and get to uh, sit and talk with different people and what's going on in their lives and. It, I I love it. I love, I've been, I think I've been to every one and I just love seeing everybody and, and getting to talk to them just a little bit. You don't have to spend a whole lot of time. It's not a nerve wracking event or anything. And just, just come and, and see the people that at one time you loved and depended on all this <laughs> and made us have a class phone through the years. Exactly. <laughs> And, you know, I, I really think, like, uh, you, you get to know people on a different level at different stages uh, in time. And somebody that you may not have been close to in high school, you know, you could become very close to in another uh, phase of life. So, yes. Yeah, because, you know, at this point, like many of us have lost a parent um, or, you know, both parents. Uh, uh, so there's a lot of like experiences that we didn't maybe have at that time that, you know, you might connect or bond with someone at, at this point. Yes. And so in closing, um, you know, any final words to the class of 82? <laughs> I love open-ended questions, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, or even anyone in particular that you just want to say something to? Well, um, no, nobody in particular, but it was it was such a special class. And I just hope everybody shares the, the special feelings that I have of, of our classmates and that time in our lives. And um, I just wish everybody would, like I said, come to the reunion and reconnect with people and um, and like you said, maybe even build a new friendship with somebody that you weren't even friends with in, in high school. Or um, it's just a, a great class and great memories. And and I agree with that it was the best class of Whitley County High School. Well, I mean, and now it's on the podcast. So, you know, it has to be true. It has to be. <laughs> right. In this day in history, you have found out the truth, finally. <laughs> um, so, uh, the songwriter, I, I can't leave, like, leave the episode without um, 
what do you have to say to Steve Dorff for writing such a great song? Uh, I would like to thank him for writing that song. And I told you when you first mentioned that he was going to be doing this podcast with us, um, is that I think he wrote that song just for our class. Yes, you know. (laughs) It just perfectly says all the things or a lot of the things that we feel toward our classmates and and the the people that we met at Whitley County High School, our teachers, our administration, and uh, people that, that changed our lives. And his song just really tied up all of our feelings that we had for our class. And I would like to thank him very much for writing that song, just so we can use it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have had 40 years of enjoying it. And, uh, you know, here's hopefully to many more. Yes, yes. And thank you, Kathy, for doing this and trying to get all of our thoughts and memories back in one place. And 40 years has been a little while. (laughs) It has. It makes us think about um, how that shaped our lives, how that time in our 40 years ago shaped who we we would become now. Um, Yes. We're... um, you know, we're, we turned out pretty great, I think. Um, I think so, too. So I look forward to hearing uh, from everyone and uh, seeing everyone at the reunion. Hi, Gary. I want to welcome you to this special episode of Backstory Sessions. So happy to have you as a guest today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, 40 years that's you know it's incredible um who were you in 82 versus you know where are you now catch us up a little bit well in 82 of course as you know i was you know i was a high school football player um not a great athlete but i like to play and i was the type of person that was friends i I thought with pretty much everyone i i kind of avoided the usual high school cliques and as you might know uh, you know I was friends with people in band people that played sports people who didn't play sports people who had good grades people who didn't have good grades it didn't really matter Um, and I was probably this might surprise you but you know knowing me in high school I probably was more shy then than I am now you know, I, of course, I talked a lot in high school, and I still talk a lot, but um, <laughs> now I do it with a little bit more confidence and hopefully a little bit more authority than I did then, so that's a little different, and um, had a very crooked career path since I graduated from high school. I attended the University of Kentucky, graduated from there, and went on a, a very short stint in the insurance industry and, industry and discovered that was not for me. And then I was a newspaper reporter and editor and, and magazine editor. And, and then I, I was a communications director for a lobbyist group in Frankfurt. And one of my jobs included being an executive director of an association. And I ended up going to work for one of my members and sold propane equipment for 15 years. And 
which was kind of a, a really um, far off branch from what I'd done before that. And, you know, I, through that involvement, I was involved in some um, professional trade associations. You know, I was able to, uh, I was on a couple board of directors and, and then I was a president of an organization. And, um, you know, so that was interesting. And from there, I ended up in the telecom industry and I've done that for the last 10 years. So, um, you know, my path is my career path has been very crooked. And, and then, as you know, I just recently, finally, after 35 years, published a book. Yes, and congratulations on that. Um, that also does tie back to you, though, as a high school senior, because you were in my creative writing class. So I know that you were a good writer at that time as well. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And I, and I, I did, it was kind of interesting. You know, my wife is in the hospital. She actually suffered a stroke this week. And, and so I'm sitting here in a UK hospital room now as we speak. And uh, earlier this week, I had an opportunity um, to get out and walk on the UK campus, something I hadn't done since I graduated. And it was interesting to see that the old Miller Hall where my creative writing classes were held was still there, you know, and you start thinking, well, you know, I remember being in that building some, you know, 35 plus years ago thinking, man, this is a really old building. And then you start thinking, you know, the, the time period since I've been in that building, that's a pretty significant amount of time in the history of that building, 35 years. Yeah. So um, does it seem like really, really old now? It it does. It. I mean, it. it you know, they've given it a facelift or two probably since I was there because the building looked, you know, it didn't look as decrepit as it did when I was actually there. But, you know, I had some really fun times in that building. You know, my, one of my writing instructors, Gurney Norman, was a, just a fabulous uh, writing instructor. And, um, you know, Gurney, he had actually, and he's kind of what inspired me 35 years later to write this novel. At the time I graduated, he thought, he said, you know, it's time for you to write a novel. Well, didn't do it. And but I happened to have this thought one day that he wrote an entire novel that appeared in a column on in a catalog, you know, the whole earth catalog, which in, it was a catalog that was published in the 1960s and 70s. And um, it had started in the garage of a, of a gurney, gurney and, a, and a friend had started in a friend's garage. And, it, and upon the last publication, it had two million subscribers. And I thought, well, you know, if he can publish a novel in a uh, column on a catalog i could probably use the uh, kind of the modern version of facebook and do the same thing and that's when i started writers group and and basically the people in that group held me accountable to continue to write and so without them i don't think i would have ever finished the novel well that's very interesting and i'm sure uh, many in the group uh, are your classmates from that class of baby too there are. There are several people from my class of 82, including you, that are in that group. And and you were also a, a very big inspiration. To, you know, you, you kept pushing me to write again and write again. And and I just kept resisting and resisting. And, and finally, I gave way to your your demands. <laughs> <laughs> my persistence, uh, what we'll say. Yes, well, exactly. Um, Gary, what do you think makes the class of 82 so special? I thought that we were a, a 
pretty close knit group. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it's kind of funny. You hear some people describe their high school years, and, and they describe it as being a time that wasn't necessarily a pleasant time in their life. But I really felt like um, the four years I spent in high school was a lot of fun. I really did, and there were a lot of people that I'm still in touch with to this day. And uh, I just thought that we all just got along really well. And maybe I just had rose-colored glasses, but I thought we, that we were a really close class. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're wrong, I think we were all wrong because it seems that's the consensus that um, that we had that feeling about the class. So uh, we ended up choosing through the years for our class song. Um, how do you think that fits the class as you look back now over these 40 years? Well, I mean, I think that's probably a a type of song that you could choose for just about any class. Although, you know, uh, I mentioned it to some of my Sunday school kids and they had no idea what I was talking about and really didn't even know who Kenny Rogers was. But if, if, if you think about it through the years, you know, that could describe a time period that passes through anyone's life. And you think about things that have, have transpired throughout the years. And it's it's a pretty pretty appropriate song i think um yeah um i mean we could have chosen celebration that was another mm -hmm. song at the time sure uh, but you know we went kind of a more prolific route i think yes so uh, you know what does that say about us i think it um it was a, a predictor of the future maybe yeah. That that we would continue to to remain in contact through the years, and uh, as we have and are on this podcast. So uh, I pulled a couple of the song lyrics, and I just want to get your take on uh, how they relate. Um, okay. So you've never let me down. You turn my life around. Um, who or what um, from school? You know does that apply who turned your life around or made a difference well i think back and there's so many people i could i could put into that blank um you know you know of course i continue to remain friends with in actually saw last night jim blankenship um you know he and i've been friends since i blocked for him in high school and well even going back to middle school and then um of course, yourself and Tina Brawls and and um, I continue. I saw Sam Schaefer last night. Of course, was you know football coach in high school, and and we continue to go to games every Friday night during high school season. And there are just so many people that you know that I could put into that blank and 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 would fit. Um, it's you know there, but Tina, I remember. Um, Tina and I used to talk until late hours of the night on the phone. And it was, you know, we were always really good friends, except for senior year when for some reason we had a little trouble getting along. She she may recall that as well. <laughs> but, but but other than that, I mean, we, we were always great friends. And we don't see each other that often anymore. I mean, I haven't seen her in a long time. And, but... You know, I, I saw her. The book uh, book signing was the first time I'd seen her in goodness knows how many years. I guess since the last reunion I attended. I I think I, I went to dinner with her and her husband 
you know, a week or so after reunion. That was the last time I'd seen her. But the friendship remains despite the absence. And um, would you say sports? Was that something that um, shaped you in some Absolutely. way? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, because, well, again, I wasn't. I wasn't a great athlete. I was never going to go to college on a college scholarship or anything like that. But, but it, 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 it brought me out of when I, it brought me out of my shell. I, you know, when I started playing football, I was kind of, I was, believe it or not, I was really, really shy and football gave me confidence and forced me to socialize and uh, adapt to teammates and things like that. And, and I encourage any kid to, pick up extracurricular activities, whatever it may be. With my daughter, it was marching band. And, you know, and I found out through my involvement with marching band that those kids work really, really, really hard. And, you know, I was band supporters president for two years and continue to, to work with that group of kids, even though she's graduated. So another song lyric for you. Um, through the years when everything went wrong, together we were strong. Um, what are some examples of times that that really has applied to our class? Well, I mean, going back to high school, you know, I think about my junior year, we had a very successful football team. We won the district, one of the few Whitley County teams that ever won a district. And then my senior year, we never won a game. And despite that, you know, the seniors with whom I was, I was teammates, we, we remained very close and we supported each other and, and we got through those times because it was hard for us. And, and that was, was very good. And I think about, you know, there's, there's always going to be trying times that come up in your life. And, and I think about sickness and health issues and losing parents and things like that. And how many of my classmates have been there throughout those times. And, and that's something, you know, you, you can't really, you can't take for granted. Some people do, but you really shouldn't. Yeah, and it's so minus the closeness of the class, um, those things would be a lot more challenging to go through, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so do you, what's your funniest memory of high school? Funniest memory of high school? Hmm. Goodness. I'm trying to think of funny things that happened to me. Well, you know, I, I, I neglected to mention Gary Perkins, which I had, you know, I had had his chemistry class. Yeah. And um, Gary liked to, he had a nickname for me. You know, he said I had two choices, of course. You know, he called me GB for a while. And then it became gallbladder. And, <laughs> and then it became great bod. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was that was kind of funny because you know I, I definitely did not fit that mode. So it was it was just kind of funny that you know my, pretty much my, my senior year I would go hang out in his class. You know after football season ended, uh, I think he had you know maybe basic chemistry or something. So during sixth period when we when we had football practice previously, I would go hang out in his class after football season ended. Yeah, I think the other seniors have pretty much gave them all classes, but for whatever reason, they decided not to give me a class. So I just went wherever I wanted and and ended up in his class most of the time. But there was there was one time on senior trip. I remember this. This is kind of funny. Um, 
Mary Frederick and I were taking pictures and we took a towel and wrapped around us and it looked as if neither one of us had anything on <laughs> on a senior trip. And that was an interesting picture. It was it was funny. We had fun out of that. Well, if you could find that photo, that would be great for promoting this episode. <laughs> I'm sure it was destroyed. <laughs> So if you could go back and spend a day uh, as a high school senior, would you go back? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah some, pe- some people say they wouldn't relive their college, their, their high school years. Well, I'd relive my college years too, but, but I would gladly go back and relive high school. I mean, there's a few things, of course, I would do differently, but I mean, most people would hopefully that by the time you reach our age, you're a little bit wiser than you were in high school. <laughs> but, but, but for the most part, I would do a lot of the same things. Yeah. So what do you have to say to the class of 82 now uh, as um, this reunion is approaching uh, for maybe those that are on the fence about attending the reunion? I would say definitely attend. I mean, it's you don't know. I mean, you look at what's happened to our class since we graduated and how many we've lost. You don't know when you'll have an opportunity to see these people again and and in some cases you won't have an opportunity to see them them again so i really think you should should definitely attend Uh, that would be my thought is there someone that you haven't seen for maybe since we graduated that you would like to see Uh, i would say just about anybody i mean it's kind of funny you know this is you know it, it, it attests i think maybe to our, our minds after they reach our age, but there'll be someone that I will see there and I'm like, I forgot about you, but it's so good to see you. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and as a, uh, a writer yourself, I think this last question, um, you know, is, is important. Um, Steve Dorf has, of course, the songwriter for Through the Years. He has um, told the backstory of uh, what inspired that song. And um, as a writer, I'm sure um, that would be meaningful to you if, you know, 40 years from now, someone was reading your book and mm-hmm. um, you were on the podcast talking about, you know, what inspired you to write it. So mm-hmm. what do you have to say to him about this through the years song that he's written um that we've chosen to use for our class song well i i think through the years you know it projects the image of of a a deep to me a deep flowing river and what i mean by that it's it's a river of life right you know we it just continues to to flow you know and, and we flow with it pretty much and and there's there are a lot of people that we meet along the way and you know it's it's not just you know we're talking about high school and we're talking about high school reunion but i think about all the different people that impacted me through the years and of course the high school people continue to impact me but i mean it's it's just you know there's so many people if you start thinking one person can completely turn your life right yeah. And so that you think about all the different people that you meet through the years. And to me, that's what that song means. It, it just it makes me start thinking about the people that are, that have flowed along the river of life with me. That's what it makes me think about. 
And that's pretty powerful to be able to write something that can do that. Yes, absolutely. Well, Gary, it's been great catching up with you and sharing again some memories um, from our class of 82. So uh, I look forward to um, seeing you at the reunion and, you know, all the, and to uh, continue to push you in writing. Uh, now you don't need it as much, but, you know, I'll still drop in occasionally to do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we always need a push. And, you know, and I, I just finished another short story. So my, my goal now is to put together an anthology of short stories. And um, I probably need about five more. And then I may or may not write a, a sequel to my novel. We'll see. We'll see how people receive it. Well, so far, it's looking very good for you. So uh, thanks again for taking time to uh, stop by and share a few memories with us. Well, thank you for having me. Judith, I am so happy to have you as a guest today on Backstory Sessions on our special 40th year reunion uh, episode. 40 years. Can you believe it? No, I, I truly can. It just seems like yesterday we were graduating. Yeah, and now here we are. Um, so I guess to catch everybody up, tell us a little bit about Judith as a senior and, you know, where life is today for you. Well, I had the best senior year ever. I mean, it was fabulous and so many friends, so, so much fun activities then. But, you know, the years pass. We all have babies and um, careers. We get married. And um, of course, as we're getting older, we're thinking about retirement. I mean, we're all kind of looking forward to that, I'm sure. But um, in my heart of hearts, I still feel like I'm that high school girl back, back years and years ago. Yeah, and um, so what career did you end up choosing? Well, I originally started out as a medical assistant, but I um, worked with a lot of nurses and I just always wanted to do that. And I, I came home one day to Maury and I just said, you know, what I really would like to do is this. And he said, well, just do it. And so I did it. So I, um, my passion is pediatrics. I started out in that area, but when Maury moved us to Mississippi, there, the only options for what I was used to doing at the University of Kentucky Children's Hospital was uh, hemoc, children's hemoc, and cystic fibrosis and uh, intensive care. But it, that was all in Memphis and way too far from my children. So I had to switch gears and I end up in labor and delivery. So now I get the babies, but I also get the moms. Oh, well, and that, that sounds really interesting. Um, again, so you have children, you got married, and, and life is good now, for you. I have two grandchildren now, James wow. and Ben. Yes, my sons both live in Nashville. Um, 
neither one of them are married. They're both in relationships. But my daughter went to grad school in Boulder, met a nice fellow there, and there she has stayed. <laughs> and so we have to travel a ways to see her. Yeah. So um, we, of course, are basing this for our 40th year uh, reunion anniversary. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to ask some questions, uh, reflective questions, and then uh, I have some uh, specifically about our class song through the years. But, you know, we were going to have Tammy, your um, bestie uh, from high school. We were going to have her in the episode with us. Um, but I want to ask you a few questions about her anyway. So um, the first line of through the years is I can't remember when you weren't there. Uh, do you remember when Tammy wasn't there? No, absolutely not. I mean, I try to think back to our high school years when she wasn't there. And I, no, I cannot. I mean, I, we've been together all through high school and then some, I mean, through the years, through the years after high school, Tammy was always there for me. Tammy, Tammy's been my rock. Tammy's been my best friend forever. And um, we've shared a lot of lovely memories. But no, I, I, I can't ever remember a time through the years that my lovely friend was not there. So how did you meet? And were you instant friends? Um, well, we had a few classes together, but I think that we really bonded when we were in band together. Tammy did rifles, and I, of course, I played an instrument, but I, I know that we got to know each other even better then, and we were inseparable after that, and then we continued to be friends through college, and then after, yeah. Uh, I think that was when we really got super close through band, yeah. Yeah. And so what instrument did you play? I played the clarinet, and I played bass clarinet. And thanks to Mr. Royalty, um, I was introduced to the bassoon, and I ended up with a scholarship to Eastern University. Eastern Kentucky University on a bassoon scholarship. And um, what a great gift from Jeff Royalty, I mean, to introduce that instrument to me and to have that experience. And I even remember having, um, I don't know if you remember Brian Logan, just the two of us having these duets together with the oboe and the bassoon and winning many awards, just the two of us. And it was, it's an amazing time. It's very memorable, yeah. Well, you know, Mr. Royalty, is, he's been mentioned um, by a few classmates. So um, that ties into the next lyrics of the song. Um, you never let me down, you turned my life around. So, uh, <laughs> you know, who are the influences from high school that um, changed your life in a major way? Okay, well, I credit a lot of my ability to be a nurse to Lester Shelley. Not many people know this, but he was my algebra teacher and I struggled with algebra in high school. And that sweet darling, Mr. Lester or Shelley, 
used to meet me in the library before school started and help me go over problems for class because my parents didn't know a whole lot about algebra. They tried very hard and God love them, but they didn't. And that sweet soul would meet me in the morning before any of the students got there and help me go over this my homework and made me prepared for class. And then when I walked into class, that's he would have me go to the board and do a problem that of course I already knew because he helped me with it and he was just amazing. So he was a big influence for me in high school. He 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 was a rock and I have made contact with him and just, you know, attribute to him the fact that because I have to use algebra all the time in nursing sure. and the fact that he helped me understand it and he helped me get through it and he made me better for it. And the fact that I got to become a nurse because of the effort that he he put into me to help me. I mean, what an amazing gift. Oh, that is a that's very beautiful. And uh, I'm you know, I hope that he will listen and hear this. And and I think just sharing that for everyone to hear is an amazing story. So uh, when high school, um, when you weren't studying or doing school activities, what are some of the fun things that there were to do? Well, had friends, we went to the Corbin Drive-In and there was this little Dairy Queen type thing outside. Um, we used to go down to the Cumberland Falls and have picnics and things like that. Um, I mean, we saw a lot of movies. We, um, we hung out and um, we listened to a lot of music and stuff like that, but... Um, pretty much anything that was going on, maybe a fair, maybe, um, I don't know, anything that was going on at the time that we could get into. I did do some modeling with Tammy as uh, in, as a senior. We, we did some close modeling that was a lot of fun during high school. So um, I don't know, I guess whatever we could find ourselves getting into at the time, but a lot of movies, a lot of Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so when it was time to choose a class song, were uh -huh. you surprised that through the years um, was our choice? I, I was so happy that that was chosen for our song because I absolutely love it. And even as a married person now, I relate that into my relationship with Maury through the years. I mean, every word sparks a feeling like, I mean, this this is us, this is life, this is everything like how through high school, through our marriage, through everything, it's just such a meaningful song in, in every aspect to anybody, I mean because it's right it's through the years and we're all going through that right through the years sure um yeah and so 
you and Maury um, were high school sweethearts? Well, kind of. Maury was a senior and I was a junior. And this is a funny story how Maury and I met. Okay. Um, as you remember, probably, the high school put out a calendar and everybody could pay a dollar. It was a fundraiser. And if you paid the dollar, they would put your name on this calendar and you purchased it and it had everybody's birthdays on different days. And so I entered chemistry class one day and the teacher was, I think Mr. Perkins was calling roll. And I heard this name called Maury Sherman. And I thought, I know that name, I know that name, I know that name. And I had to think about it a little bit. And then I realized I saw his name with my name on May 30th. So I turned, he sat behind me and I turned around. And I said, you're Maury Sherman? He's like, yeah. I said, we share the same birthday. <laughs> like, oh, great. You know, like, but after that day, I treated him like he was my best friend. Like every day I'd turn around and say, hey, how are you? And then, you know, eventually he just, he gave in and. He got me. <laughs> All right. But yeah, Maury and I, the interesting thing is we share the same birthday. He is a year older than me, and I have to remind him of that. <laughs> yeah, that's how Maury and I met in high school. That was the calendar, and um, we shared the same birthday, and we were in class together. And after that, we were chemistry partners. and. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and it all started from that birthday calendar. <laughs> no, it's pretty wild. I mean, I just never would have imagined, but yeah, that's how that started. I think I always think that's a cool story. So, what are birthdays like, you know, through the years since you're on the same day? <laughs> well, we definitely just celebrate together. I mean. Yeah. We give it, we exchange gifts and, you know, sometimes I try to make something really special different for him and he does the same for me. But for the most part, we share cake, we share our gifts, we share a nice dinner. That's pretty much, you know, our been our routine through the years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an amazing story. I did not know that backstory. Yeah, yeah that is how we met. That is pretty wild and have have been with the man since I just I don't know if that connection was there right seems like it was destined to be with the same birthday that's amazing <laughs> yeah I, I I would think that would be a rarity to be married to somebody with the same birthday but I'm not quite sure well, you know, everyone listening now, like younger people or single people are going to be looking and be like, I need to see who's on my birthday because it, <laughs> you know, it might be the secret to a lot of uh, yeah. you know, relationships. We have the same birthday. Yes, definitely. Um, so in thinking back for high school with you and Tammy, um, which one of you had the biggest hair? Uh, that would be hard to say. I think we may have both equally had the same big hair. I think that we, 
role modeled after each other, like as far as big hair. I, I yeah. think both kind of did the same thing. Now, if you were asking whose hair was the curliest, that would definitely be me because I slept in sponge rollers through <laughs> high school. And I don't think she did, but I definitely had the more curl. But as far as big hair, I think we were probably pretty equal. <laughs> well, who talked the most? Oh, definitely Tammy. Now, she may say I did, but no, <laughs> definitely. Tammy. We hope we're going to get the chance to ask her these questions, too. Right? <laughs> She's going to say but no, it's her. It's her. She's the talker. I'm the listener. And sometimes I'd get a little, you know, wild up and talk. But no, Tammy, Tammy definitely was a more outspoken person than me ever. And I think that's how our personalities, why we got along so well is that she was more outspoken and I was a little less, but that combination blended very well. You know, she, she's amazing. Tammy truly is amazing, and um, I've loved her every day that I can ever remember. <laughs> well, um, the last of the, you know, who is whatever question is, who can keep a secret the best? Oh, man, that's hard. Again, equally, um, there's nothing I've ever told her that I know she hasn't told anyone about and saying vice versa we oh come on it's both of us equally if she tells me anything it's with me and if and if I tell her anything it's with her it's totally totally truthfully the same I mean we neither one of us share anything that each other doesn't want shared so um, keeping the secret equal equal great I do, I do have a sweet story to tell about tammy because it it's in relationship to tim god okay. love him. you know we all miss him very much but um when we were in high school um tammy forgive me when you hear this but i'm telling this story but <laughs> <laughs> we would ride the bus to the health department where my mother worked in williamsburg and she would loan us her car and Tim at the time worked at the RC Cola plant in Williamsburg. And my mom would let us have her car and we would drive down back and forth just to try to get a glimpse of Tim for Tammy. <laughs> it was so sweet because we would slow down and try to see if we could see Tim at the RC Cola plant. It, <laughs> hey, that's such a sweet memory because Tammy had a crush on him and we, you know, my mom would give us her car and we would just drive back and forth to see if we could just get a glimpse of that man, so, or young boy. Yeah, did um, did it work? Like, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, she got him. She ended up with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she sure did. She, she got a winner, that's for sure. Well, that's a wonderful memory. I didn't know that, so yeah yeah that yeah. backstory but that's great so yeah. that. uh, oh, what is special about the class of 82 as a whole 
what's so special about the class of 82? I yeah. think that, I think that all of us, I mean, it was a humongous class, but I think that so many of us were so connected to each other. I, I truly do. I think that so many of us were such good friends with each other that 1982 made us a very, very special group. We, I think we were like no other graduating class, even to this day, getting together and, and you know, like getting our reunions together. I know Maury's class and other classes that I've talked to, they don't do that. So I think there was a very special bond with all of us in 1982. Something about all of us together. We, I, I don't know, we were just, we were just one huge group that just kind of blended together and, and we're still that way. I mean, look at the posts on, you know, on our high school reunion posts. I mean, look at us, everybody, we just, we just, we're all, like kind of melted together. And I can't think of anybody that didn't like somebody else. I think we were just all together and just, it was, it was an amazing experience, 1982. It was, I think more unique than any other graduating class. We had something really special and we still do. And that's amazing, um, you know. It's, uh... We did, and we did, and we do. I mean, there's no other class, in my opinion, like 1982, that has done what we have in staying connected and doing our reunions, which I'm sorry I'm missing this year because of a wedding, but we've, we've all, like, really stayed in touch. 1982 is such a special group of people. We just, it's. It's unique. We're unique. Well, and with all of that great stuff of the class, um, this next line, through the years when everything went wrong together, we were strong. Uh, we've also had that side of it uh, where a lot of sorrow and tragedy has struck the class. So, yeah. Uh, how do you feel that we've come together in those times? Well, I think we've all grieved, you know, um, separately and together as a group. I mean, we've all expressed our feelings. You know, we use face, Facebook as, uh, you know, like a, a communication type thing. But there's so much outpouring of love for each other and the, and the heartfelt feelings that we have for those of us that have passed. And I think it's such a great support system to have that. Um, I mean, we all, we've all lost dear friends and, and it's been extremely hard, but I think that open connection, just where it, everyone can like express like, man, he was the best friend of my life. I, you know, we hung out together, we did this and that, I, I think. That is amazing, but um, I think we hold strong. I I think we hold strong, and I think we hold each 
all of, of each other up. I think that we say, okay, we've had this loss, but we're going to hold on to each other and 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 keep praying for the future and in hopes that you know every day will be better and pray for those that and and remember them as the wonderful people that we remember them as in in high school or is even our more adult years as grown ups and the the relationships that we had with them but i think 82 we have it rocking. <laughs> and with the end of our interview, the song through the years, uh, of course, we've had Steve Dwarf, the songwriter, to be gracious enough to come and tell us the backstory. But um, if you could just speak to him about what the song has meant to you, um, you know, what would you say? It was the very first night when we played that at our high school uh, prom, my husband would not dance, not once. I mean, he was not a dancer, but that song came on and I looked at him and he looked at me. He was just a boyfriend then, but I danced with this man who was a young man. And when we danced to that song, I knew right then and there that this was the man for me for the rest of my life. I knew it. I heard this song. And every time it comes on, it reminds me of that. That that, that was the moment that I knew as young as I was. I mean, I mean, come on, we were all just babies. But I knew when that song came on and he was dancing with me that this was the man for me. And that song will always forever be engraved in my heart as something very memorable that reminds me of how I felt back then and how I still feel today. Wow, I'm just teary-eyed listening to that story. I can only imagine if I'd written a song that had that impact. That's that's a beautiful story, Judith. Thank you for for sharing that and you know thank you. thank you for being a guest today and just remembering well I, i'm so sorry that my best friend ever didn't make it and i know there was probably a very good reason and i, I don't know what happened and i haven't been able to reach her but i'll keep trying and um I, I hate that she missed out because you would heard a lot of cracks between us because we do like crack each other up. And then yes. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, we can always have another episode and make that happen. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I yeah. hope that I answered your questions to the best that I could. And it's always so wonderful talking to you, Kat. Oh, and you as well. And uh, I think your answers were beautiful. So thank you. Uh, I look forward to you um, hearing, you know, the whole episode and what everybody had to say. And hopefully we'll still get Tammy and, uh, you know, we'll see if she agrees with you on all these. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be very interesting. I can't wait to hear her answers. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for taking time and you enjoy Maine and stay safe, okay? Okay, well, I appreciate that. And same to you. And um, 
Take care, okay? All right. Thank you. We'll talk soon. All right. Very wonderful. Very wonderful evening. Thank you. Teresa, I want to welcome you to this special episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm, we... glad, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we're going to talk about our class of 82 and 40 years since we graduated and our amazing choice to make through the years our class song. Oh, wow. It doesn't seem like it's been 40 years, does it? It doesn't um, until... You know, until we start, like, thinking back on some of these questions, and then it's like, wow. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, where, you know, Teresa, as a senior, take us from there. Like, who were you then? And lead us up to where you are now. Oh, Teresa, as a senior, was really, really shy. And, uh, let's see, I decided uh, I was going to get out of, of that little town and uh, travel or do something. So I got the scholarship to go to school and then uh, that kind of fell through. So I ran away and joined the army. And... Uh, Kind of uh, called, uh, come home for the summer from college and called my, waited for my mom and dad to go to work and called the army recruiter and he came and picked me up. And wow. <laughs> yeah, that's how that went. And uh, joined the army and uh, went, uh, served six years in the army and met my uh, now ex-husband in the, in the military and we traveled to Germany and got to go to like Paris and Denmark and all those places over there and just uh, had had a a good run over there and I had three three children and now I have ten grandchildren and I've been working at the hospital here in Dalton for the last twenty six years so and um, some of the grandchildren are twins you yeah the new, the newest ones they're three days old. Congratulations. Yeah. That's my son's only two children is that they're the newest ones. So Aww, that is so sweet. So yeah. um you like being a grandparent? I love being a grandparent. They call me Nana. Aww. Yeah. So they range in age from eighteen to three days old. Aw. So sweet. Well, yeah. Uh, is that how you saw life when you were a senior? Uh, is this the way you pictured it would turn out? I don't, I don't think so. I thought that I would probably end up back there um, teaching, and that didn't happen. But I, because I never saw myself being able to get out and travel and do those kind of things. Because if you remember, I was very, very shy. So. It, it was uh, the 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 military was very good for me. It helped me be more outgoing and and learn to be self sufficient. So that that kind of helped. So. Um, so what is it about the class of eighty two um, that made it a special class? 
I think we had an, uh, a lot of very, very smart people in that class, I think. And uh, I don't think if I don't remember any bullies or anybody like that. Everybody was really friendly to each other. And, and uh, I just I think it was it was just a special class. It really was. And so the song through the years uh, we ended up choosing as our class song. Um, you know, I'm going to give you some lyrics from that and ask you um, how they, they've related to your life uh, or to us as a class even. Um, so you never let me down. You turn my life around. Uh, who or what in high school uh, did that for you? Oh, that would be you. Aww. That would be you, because because I kind of think we we kind of leaned on each other, and and uh, um, you helped me be a little more outgoing than I was, and and a little more self confident. So and and I'll have to say, uh, Miss Lawson, because um, she encouraged me to um, look for a scholarship, a way to go to school. And, and who was she at school? She was uh, the accounting teacher. Okay. Yeah. So she was married to the principal, Mr. Lawson. Johnny's mom. Okay. Johnny's mom. And um, so she encouraged you for scholarships and looking for. Yeah. She encouraged me. She, she, she uh, let me take her advanced class by myself in the library because I couldn't fit it into my curriculum any other way all I had to do was just turn in my assignments to her she was a really good teacher I liked her a lot wow so you know I think that's a great thing about this episode too is that many teachers get to be spotlighted for the work that they did that they probably uh, don't even realize made such an impact that people remember 40 years later that's amazing yeah. Um, so the sweetest days I found, I found with you. Um, was high school a sweetest time? No, not really. Not for me, I don't think. Um, I just kind of, I felt like an outsider sometimes. But, uh so that was really not 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 a sweetest time for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, as you have gone through the years, has the class have you um felt less of an outsider with with the confines of the class? I think so. I think the group um that that everybody's put together the reunion group and. Uh, being friends on Facebook with everybody and uh, it's kind of made me feel more like part of the crowd. Um, so that kind of makes me feel more like part of the group. Like I, I wasn't as much of an outsider as I thought I was in high school. You know, sometimes you can get in your own head in high school. <laughs> and, right. And, yeah. Well, I know for me, you, um, you know, I, I would write things and you are always that reader for me. And 
because our last names both ended with R, well, started with R, <laughs> with R. Um, you know, we were like in homeroom and things like that together a lot. So, um, you know, I think I think it was just easy to 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 be your friend because we we had a lot of things in common. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I didn't like to read, uh, and you did, um, that worked <laughs> out very well. <laughs> you know? So. Um, you know, so I definitely, you're, you're always like my closest friend. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad that we've been able to remain close friends over all this time. Yeah, we lost touch for a little while, but we did, um, you know, but we seem to pick back up where just where, where we left, left off. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what did you do for fun um, in high school? What was there to do? <laughs> uh, football games. The dances after the football games. I got to go to a couple of those. Um, other than that, I, I had to work. I worked most of the time. So so where, um, what kind of job did you have during school? I worked at Druthers Restaurant. Wow, Druthers. (laughs) Druthers Restaurant. I've thought of that in a long time. Have you? Yeah. And then the summer of junior year, uh, I worked uh, at, no, sophomore year. I worked at the, in the frozen food section at the IGA. And then the next. The summer of junior year, I worked in the sheriff's office. Wow. So you got a lot of experience in, um, you know, while still in high school, a lot of different job experience. Yeah. Um, do you remember skating or any of that, like the skating rink or um, drive-ins or movies? I think there was the lane. Was the lane there then? The lane was there then, yeah, but I didn't get to go to any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was kind of uh, sheltered. I didn't get to go out and do a lot of stuff. So, um, through the years when everything went wrong, together we were strong. That's another powerful line from this song. Um, You know, how do you think our class has reacted to when things have gone wrong? Um, for me, um, when my daughter was killed, uh, by a drunk driver, I got a lot of support from everyone, uh, lots of prayers and, and, uh, text messages and phone calls and, and, uh, just a lot of, a lot, a lot of support. Um, and now whenever I've post something that kind of gets me down you know about that I still get that kind of support and it's been four years so um I think they all kind of we all kind of try to keep everybody on a prayer list you know to especially as we're getting older and we're losing more people in our group you know um but I appreciate that support so much that that I got during that time because it was a really hard time for me. So, sure. um, um, it just uh, 
really devastated me. So I would imagine that, you know, minus the support of the class, it, it would have, you know, it, I, I don't know if there's anything that could make that experience, you know, better because it's the most, it's the nightmare that everybody, yeah. you know, if, I think if you ask what is the biggest fear, most parents are going to say that losing their child, but, um, but you did feel love from the class. Yeah, I did. Was that surprising? Like were there class members you maybe hadn't been that close with in high school? that reached out um no not well yeah there were some that i didn't uh hang out with that, that are in the group that that messaged me and stuff uh but it, it um it just seems like everybody as we get older just kind of uh, supports each other and and um it's an amazing group. It really is. Uh, I just don't have enough praise in the world for everybody. They're all they're all so supportive. So it's it's like I said, an amazing group. So so what are you looking forward to about the 40th reunion? Ah, uh, just seeing everybody and uh, getting. Uh, Getting to hang hang out with everybody and seeing everybody. Um, hopefully, I'll get to come as long as my health stays good for right now. So, sure. I may have to have my oxygen with me, but I'll I'll be there. <laughs> well, for those that are maybe on the fence about, um, you know, maybe they're not sure they've never been to a reunion yet. Um, you know, what do you have to say to them about attending if they're a little hesitant? Um, I was hesitant the first one I came to and I really had a good time and uh, got to uh, talk to people I hadn't seen in years and, and just reminisce and learn about their lives and what's going on with them and uh, I'd just be eager to see everybody and, and I hope everybody comes that can. Uh, do you think for a class that's aged well? Has <laughs> aged well? <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one I've asked this question to, but um, you know, it just popped into my mind. I think so. I think we've aged pretty well. I don't I haven't seen any pictures of anybody that's looks older than what they are. Well, do we look younger? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I kind of think we do look younger than, we're all 58, 57, 58, so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're looking pretty good, it sounds like. Yeah. Oh, the more reason to come get in that reunion picture on that. Uh, we'll see when we take the reunion picture how that comes <laughs> out. <laughs> so, um, to our songwriter, Steve Dorf, um, what does the song mean to you? through the years? Um, that's a hard question. 
uh, it just um, it just brings back so many memories, and uh, it it uh, it just means it always makes me think of everybody. So it's it's a a wonderful song. Yeah, can you imagine you know writing something that has that ability to make you look back on every time you hear it to go back to different memories yeah you know that's really amazing yes yes it is well i have so enjoyed catching up with you and hearing you know some of your memories and things i didn't know um you know uh, about (laughs) you from high school (laughs) through the years we have remained friends and that's um you know Mm -hmm. i'll just apply that to the song um of how much i've appreciated your friendship always always be my best friend and we made it this far looking good as you say so (laughs) you know uh, I guess um, we'll be maybe having this conversation for the 50th reunion, right? I hope so. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll send that out to the universe right now. That, okay. You know, that we'll be here again. Yeah. Hi, Nat. I want to welcome you to this special episode of Backstory Sessions. Um, so happy to have you to uh, talk about our class of 82 and our theme song, which was Through the Years. Thanks, Kathy. It's good to be here. Well, this is our first, like, Cat, Nat, and Matt. So, uh, you know, we don't have three rhyming names too often. Um, it's been 40 years, so catch us up. Like, what was Nat like in high school? And catch us up to where you are now, what you're doing. Oh, in high school, I was uh, pretty much a band and choir nerd. Um, It was a good existence for me. I didn't, uh, my high school years were good. Uh, A lot of good friends, uh, a lot of good teamwork. I enjoyed it. After I graduated high school, I went uh, into the Air Force. A couple of years later, I, I, I knocked around a little bit thinking I didn't want to do anything. And then I went to the Air Force and spent nearly 28 years there. And uh, wow. that turned into a really, really good gig. I liked it a lot. I liked what I did. I liked the people I worked with. And along the way, I finally got a college education. And now I'm uh, retired from the Air Force, working for a government contractor, still supporting the Air Force. Wow, that's, um, you know, that's quite a journey over the 40 years. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, considering uh, my roots and my upbringing, I'm, I, I'm happy with my life. I've, uh, I think I turned out well. I'm, I'm pleased. I'm blessed. Um, with the class of 82, what do you think made that class so special? You know, I don't know. I don't know if you can put your finger on what makes anything special. Uh, it's just that, man, the people were such good people. Um, we had a lot of smart people. We had a lot of talented people. But uh, I don't really remember a lot of controversy or conflict or anything, even between like the 
you know, every high school has their groups. You know, you've got the nerds, you've got the band guys, the jocks, the preppies. And I don't really remember even a lot of conflict between those little subgroups. It was just, you know, quite a bit of harmony there. Yeah. Uh, I, I think um, that seems to be the sentiment of, of um, you know, just um, a good group of people and just a, a pretty much a happy time, I think, high school was. Um, it's just song through the years, of course, it talks about, and, and I'm going to pull some of the, the lines or the lyrics. Uh, when everything went wrong, together we were strong. Um, how do you think that line applies to our class? I think that, well, it probably is uniform, universal across uh, southeastern Kentucky. Um, we're a strong breed there. I mean, it's it's an adverse area for sure, uh, economically depressed and stuff like that. And, and I hear recently, you know, the the drug problem is not good. So uh, it's definitely a place that's that knows toughness, I should say. And, you know, a lot of people there had just have that strength. Uh, do you think growing up in that kind of setting um, is good preparation for what's to come over the next, you know, 40 years? Yes, I think it can be. I think uh, early adversity probably prepares you better for, uh, you know, maybe not uh, the job market or, or school, but certainly for the adversity that everyone finds in life. I mean, uh, no matter how wealthy or smart you are, everybody, every human has problems. And uh, I think when you come from a, a place where you're used to adversity, I think it just helps you cope better uh, later on in life. So um, to take another line from this song, uh, you've never let me down, you turn my life around. Um, who or what in high school, um, you know, turned your life around or had an impact on you? Well, you know, um, that's a that's a really good question, and there's a really poignant answer to that. I got in trouble when I was my freshman year, and uh, the band director at the time, Mr. Royalty, uh, he didn't let me off the hook. He held me to the standard, and uh, I, I lost a few days of school, but it, it taught me. Uh, I'm not going to go into the circumstances or name any other names, but it taught me the importance of being a leader and not a follower and uh, that's something that uh, I can look back on at one point in my early life and say that it did turn my life around. Wow so that's a shout out for sure to Mr. Royalty. Absolutely he had a lot of faith in me all throughout the whole, the whole time he was there uh, you know he was our band director and I wasn't really good but he always pumped me up to make me believe that I was better than I was and it uh, it helped. And what instrument did you play? I played trombone. And uh, why did you choose that, just out of curiosity? Well, uh, I didn't actually. I, I wanted to be, when we, uh, we moved around a lot when I was little and we finally stabilized because of um, Whitley County Schools had the Central Middle School. So even though I moved a couple of times, I was still in the, we were still in the same place. So when I got to the seventh grade and they said, do you want to be in band? And who, and 
I just like, yeah, I want to be in band. So I went to the band room and everybody was picking their instruments and stuff. And just like 99% of the people wanted to play trumpet. Um, Mr. Shelley was the band director at the uh, middle school at the time. And he's like, man, we've got a lot of trumpets and you don't, we don't have many trombones. And it's an um, important part. You know, he just talked me into it, basically. And I'm like, sure, why not? I didn't know. And it just worked out because I really liked playing trombone after that. Wow, so you almost would have been a trumpet with me and Jeff Griffith, so um, we <laughs> we both play trumpet, so um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that um, that you went with trombone. That's that's a cool story. I, I never asked that. I never knew that before. Yeah. Um, so while we're reminiscing of things, um, you know, what was what was it like to um, hang out to like what were some activities that were popular oh man um you know i always enjoyed the pet band when we would have uh pet band at ball games and then do the marching uh the field show at halftime at the football games and then we had dances after all those games those were activities that you know were very enjoyable to teenagers and stuff but uh um, I, I didn't really do a whole lot. I wasn't in any other clubs or anything like that. Uh, I just pretty much concentrated on school and music. Yeah, that is true. The dances, I don't know if they still have those after every, um, after every game, home game, but uh, that definitely was, was a big thing um, for our class. Yeah, I don't know if the new generation, if uh, stuff like that's important to them. I heard uh, recently that that uh, unfortunately Whitley County discontinued the music program so I don't even think they have band and choir anymore which I find terribly oh, wow. upsetting and sad. Uh, like the whole program being gone oh my gosh that's I, I can't I even I don't know if it's true but I that's what I heard. Yeah well I hope if they're listening that if that is the case they get that back because um you know, I think music, I mean, we're talking about a song that's 40 years old and it has impacted us. Um, it still does today. So music in general is just like so important for people. I, I, I can't imagine not being able to participate in it in high school. It does. I mean, and it, 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 it helps kids to flourish as well. I mean, people who study music do generally better in their other subjects as well yeah and then you know that's like they, they've done so many studies that's like factual it's not even like you know just us saying the impact it's had and and you do better in math and science and getting along with others there's so much teamwork as you absolutely wow well um you know that is sad to hear i did not know that but um so um if you could go back to high school for uh let's say a day um would would you go back no i wouldn't um uh, those those times are over and that, there's a reason those times are over it's a time for us to learn and i learned i think what i needed to and i'm in a place now even though i'm much older um i'm in a place where life is good i have grandchildren and i'm really really enjoying that oh yeah so the song, um, 
what do you think this song means now um, that you're 40 years out versus, you know, maybe why we chose it when we were teenagers? You know, I think that it's still fitting. Uh, you know, it's it, it's obviously a love song, but um, some of the lines like you've picked out just exemplify the relationships that we had at that time as kids. And, um, you know, we leaned on each other and we en enjoyed each other's company. And I just think it's it's still fitting after all this time. And um, the songwriter, you know, it's, it's been great that he's been willing to come on and tell us uh, the backstory to this song, which I think uh, people will find enjoyable. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, he would like to, to know, too, like, um, you know, what what do you like about that song or um, why do you think that it's so... Um, timeless it's just a it's just a really really good solid song and i'm a i'm a fan of of steve he's he's written a lot of really good songs yes <laughs> indeed um and you know when when you hear the backstory of this one it, it's um well i think people will be very surprised but uh, it, it's just not everybody, not every class gets to have the songwriter, you know, come and tell them like um, how the song came to be. I know and, that. Hey, Nat, you're the like, um, you're a catalyst in this episode because, um, you know, um, I remember you saying like, you know, he wrote our class song and you need to get him. And you know, so that started my journey or my search to be like, okay, let's see, you know, how can we get Steve Dorr to be on the podcast? And then, you know, just uh, timing, I guess timing is everything with the reunion and uh, it being 40 years. He just was so agreeable when I sent the pitch to, uh, you know, to say yes. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I've like I said, I've been a fan of his. I, I know um he's written some songs that are, that are really some of my favorites and uh, that's why i thought it would be cool to at least find out what the backstory is on this particular song since it was our 40th year and it's what we had selected for our song well times certainly have changed in the 40 years um but what would you like to say to anyone uh in the class of 82 that yeah, may or may not be attending the reunion, but might listen to this podcast and any final words you'd like to offer for them. Well, I don't want to single anybody out, but uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to make the reunion this year. But uh, I just want everybody in the class to know that uh, all along I have thought that our class is special and uh, I enjoyed my time thoroughly at Whitley County and uh, I appreciate all the friendship and camaraderie that. Uh, I had with everybody there, but I knew uh, it was it was really a good time. I can't it. Well, we were certainly um, I, I certainly feel like we were lucky to be a part of that class. So, you know, some would say it's the greatest class that Willie County has ever had. So, uh, I would say that. Yeah, see, that's like two, <laughs> two people right here saying it. So we are. 
Yeah, and so let's make it a fact. Well, Nat, certainly it's been great to, to catch up with you. I'm sorry that you won't be able to make the reunion, but, um, you know, you're, it's always, always good to hear from you. And, um, and you were an important part of uh, high school, and you continue to be an important part of my life. So uh, I'm thankful for that. Well, thanks for having me. I've really enjoyed being on, and uh, I feel the same way. Jim, I want to welcome you to Backstory Sessions to this special edition. It's so great to have you today. Hey, it's just a thrill to be here, to be to be uh, talking with you, and I'm very excited about it. Well, let's catch up. It's been 40 years since we graduated. Um, so what was Jim like in, you know, 1982? Um, and then kind of catch us up with where you are today in life. Well, I tell you, it's, uh, you know, one thing, in 1982, I was probably, uh, I would have been about 185 pounds, six foot, pushing six foot four, six foot three and three quarters. And uh, I had a nine inch afro. <laughs> and, I mean, I was cool. I yes, was a cool dude. I had the swagger <laughs> when I walked. What's funny is I, I now I have five children and uh, nine grandchildren and another grandchild on the way. And my granddaughter was going through some old school pictures of the 80s and uh, high school and prom. And she said, Pop, and she is 11. She said, Poppy, you were so cool in the 80s, and everybody was so cool. What happened? Because <laughs> <laughs> now I'm still uh, uh, the same height, around 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and I have the receding hairline, and my hair has straightened out, and, uh, and I definitely uh, have put on a... I'm not the 175 any longer, right around the 300-pound mark. So uh, as far as appearance, that has changed with age. And uh, and just the – but, uh, you know, it was the 80s, and, and my children, matter of fact, this is funny that all this is happening this weekend because uh, my children, I have five children, and we've just been doing a lot of talking the past few days about, the 80s and uh you know going down memory lane i guess with the 40-year graduation reunion but but now and back then i was cool and you know a little on the wild side now i'm conservative and reserved and i'm a minister <laughs> I'm, actually a lay minister. I'm actually a lay minister now uh so uh quite a quite a big change there um, so what made the change? Like at what point did you uh, start to become, um, you Probably. know? Well, I will say this, since it is the 40 year reunion and in regards to his song, uh, you know, and on the, the podcast, uh, it brought back the prom to me and uh -huh. now my, 
the uh, prom, I went with Donna, which was my first wife, and her and I were high school sweethearts the last couple of years of high school. And even when we got married, the entire basketball team came to our wedding uh, and was there at our wedding. And we, we did have five children, uh, two boys, three girls. And my middle son, he was on the television show Survivor. Uh, David. Oh, I understand. Yes, David versus Goliath. And he did win that season. So he was the winner up. And I was also there for the family visit uh, uh, on CBS and on that program. And so the, uh, you know, kind of that song through the years that, uh, he did it does have a lot of in-depth meaning which donna and i uh, didn't stay together we wound up getting divorced we were together 15 years and, and then we divorced but from the prom on through that 15 years we had the five children and those memories are still being carried on because i went to a middle school ball game thursday <laughs> so Thursday, I was at the high school and at a middle school ball game. But to answer your question, you know, after high school, um, I guess life hits you, you know, and sure. it's time to say, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to be? Uh, it, it, for me, it was a time to grow up, time to take responsibility. And uh, what I tried to tried to instill in all my children, and they've all done very well. Uh, my oldest son's an engineer. My next daughter's a nurse, and then my middle son Nicholas, he's an attorney and was on Survivor. And my next daughter works for the government uh, and does computer things. And then my youngest child's a school teacher. You know, so they've all done very well, and I'm proud of all of them. And I've continually tried to instill with them to enjoy those school years, you know, and to enjoy those, I guess you could say, memory songs, those songs that just uh, impact you, you know, those songs that just kind of touch your heart. And for me, prom and that song kind of done that because Don and I danced to that song, you know, and we did go on to get married and have children. And now I get to pass all those memories on to my children. But the uh, change from the Afro and the being cool and the swagger, I guess just the responsibility of children and life. <laughs> sure. Well, um, what was it about the class of 82 that you think made the class special? Probably the, I don't know, for me, it, and, and, you know, we, it was a good group of kids. You know, everybody had their own probably little sect or the little group that they were in, for sure. But even though, like, even now, as you've gotten older, everybody just had a sense of love and respect for one another. Uh, and I don't know that schools have that now. You know, but back in the early 80s, and, and you know, I, I've talked to my children about this. Even though you wasn't maybe a close friend with someone, you still respected them. You had a sense of 
of love and friendship for one another. You know, it wasn't, uh, if you wasn't in that group, you wasn't derogatory against that group. You know, you, you were still friends with that. Like I played basketball, you know, all four years. And I had a certain group of people that I was around from the area where I was raised. And like I said, I was a little on the wild side back then. So naturally, I wasn't running around with people that went to church, <laughs> you know. And I didn't play any instruments, so I wasn't uh, involved in the band. But everyone still respected everyone and had a sense of caring for everyone. Uh, and I don't know that that is is now still in the present, you know. It doesn't seem to be that way now with social media and in the school system. But but that's my fault on the class of 1982. You know, people cared about people. They just everybody was kind of decent. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, with our class, uh, I don't remember, like, big controversies or anything like mm-hmm. that. It seemed like it was just, um, you know, just people doing their thing and being okay with everyone. Um, it just seemed like always high school was a good experience. It was. Uh, with our song... Uh, I know you said it reminds you of prom. Um, mm-hmm. What does the song come to mean over time? Um, let me quote some of the lyrics uh, in particular. Um, when Through the years when everything went wrong, together we were strong. Um, how does that influence you or what do you think that's meant in your life as you've gotten older? For uh, For me... The uh, the key factor in that, my big takeaway from it, is hold on to the good memories of life and discard the bad. You know, high school, can for me, it was just a lot of good memories, but there were some bad memories, you know, uh, some good times and some bad times. And you are, you can be strengthened and strong in holding on to the good memories and the good things of life that happen uh, all the way back through grade school, you know, uh, and through middle school and through high school. And it, it's so sad. I tried to tell my granddaughter this the other day. She's in the eighth grade. And I said, when you're in the eighth grade and you're in high school, you don't realize the position that you are in in life. And I said, it's really some of the best days of your life and some of the greatest times of your life. And I told her, I said, if you can make some golden memories that you can hold on to through the years, it just, you know, on sad days, it gives you a smile to strengthen your day, to think of a good event in high school or, or, you know, uh, something good that happened when you was in the you know seventh grade eighth grade high school years so for me that's been the the key factor throughout all the years and just sharing stories with my children and with my grandchildren and uh showing them pictures you know that that particular day my granddaughter was going through the book i had a basketball and i was getting ready to dunk it 
you know, and she's like, oh, man, Poppy, look at you. You're up above the rim, you know, in which my height was a factor in that. So the, the good things, you know, which I didn't tell her that right after that, I tore all the muscles in my leg and I was on crutches for six weeks. <laughs> yeah. So you know what right it's there. It's a good part. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, um, do you remember the tux that you wore to prom? I do. I remember uh, vaguely. I, I remember very well what my what Donna wore. <laughs> my date. I remember what she wore right to the T. I mean, the dress, everything about it. You know, I, I remember prom very well. It was uh, just an awesome time. And just it was just with the theme, you know, uh, and uh, even at the prom, it didn't matter what I hate to use the word click or group. You know, it didn't matter what click you were in or what group you were in. Everyone was just there, uh, happy and friendly and sociable, you know, uh, talking to one another. Um, I think I wore a black tux. I don't remember the shirt, but I'm pretty sure I rented a black tux, rented the shoes and everything. Yeah. Probably yeah. or um, I, where was the rental place at that time? I don't even remember, but. Yeah, there was I, one right downtown in Wimberg yeah. on Main Street. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what were like weekends or hanging out? What were some fun things that um, that we did? In the 80s, uh, ball games was big. You know, back then, the football games were a big thing this time of year in the fall. And they always had a dance after the football game. So you had a football on all the home games. They would have a home football game. And then immediately after the football game, in the cafeteria, they had a school dance. And they had those probably for a couple years, I think, until things kind of got out of hand. But now back in the 80s, they actually had kind of like your modern Friday Friday uh, night lights thing, you know, in a lot of the movies, Friday night lights, where they play the football and stuff. Right. So, and that was that sense of small town, small home community. You know, just uh, and there was a, a sense of care and decency where you didn't have the crime, you didn't have abuse, you didn't have, I guess, uh, people trying to hurt other people or anything like that. I mean, and what little bit you did have, it was nipped in the bud in a hurriedly. You know, everybody looked out after everybody. So typical Friday night is kind of like the. You know, you had the football game and the cheerleaders cheering and the band playing. And I mean, all those were there. And the band was just, I wasn't in the band, but it was a big part back in the 80s uh, and late 70s of the the games, the pep rallies and the uh, being at the games and cheering. And then you would go right after that to a, a high school dance. But let me just throw this in real quick to answer that. You didn't have the drugs then either. 
you know, like even like a dance. Like me and some friends of mine, we might sneak off and drink a beer, you know. <laughs> but that was it. You know, there wasn't no drugs, none of the things that you have going on today. Would you go back um, for a day or two if you could? I would. I tell you, um, matter of fact, my my granddaughter. I took her to school the other day, and she stayed all night with me. And I said, "Allison, you want to switch places?" <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Sure. I don't want to go to school." <laughs> and of course, I tease them, and I said, "You know, the high school years are just some of the best times of my life for me personally, and, and because I I love to play ball." I love to joke and cut up. You know, I was a all I was a big jokester and always I'm really backward in person. Uh, but naturally, I've came out of the shell more now that since I'm a lay minister and in the ministry. But I was always real backward. Um, but I just always loved to joke and never met a stranger. And it, you know, and still don't never meet a stranger. No matter who you are, I'll talk to you and cut up with you and try to help you if I can. But yes, it would. And I know, you know, Hollywood's made several movies about going back to school days and stuff. And um, I would. I most definitely would. So um, one last lyric to pull from this song. Um, you've never let me down. You turned my life around. Uh, what from or um, who uh, from high school, you know, had an impact on your life or turned your life around in some way? That is a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> they the hard from... one <laughs> right. Well, from high school, I guess for me, it would have been, um, uh, and, and so many young people don't realize this, but for me, it, it probably would have been my first wife, Donna, because we did get married and we have five children. And even though our marriage did not last, it turned my life around in the sense that I did have five children. So if this podcast, you know, were published to uh, high school children, I would strongly stress to them to realize the importance of their relationships, you know, how important who they are dating is or who they are going to prom with is you know the importance of that relationship because you don't realize that in high school you don't even think about that you know you just meet somebody and you think oh they're cute and they think oh you're cute and next thing you know you're running off and you know uh but it, it does turn your life around because once you do then get married and have children, having children, you know, it changes your life. It turns your whole life around, which my oldest son, Nathan, he was my firstborn. And I've been blessed to have great children. You know, I really have, and I'm thankful for that. So that probably my, you know, my first wife from the sense of giving me my five children. And then those, um, you know, here's the saying now as an old man, well, I probably wouldn't have had kids if I had it to do over. I would just have grandkids. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love them grandkids, but they're, 
the my grandkids' parents grabbed me and sang, <laughs> <laughs> which is my children. So you know, how do you bypass that? <laughs> Love yeah. them great kids. Figure yeah. that out. That'd be like you know great. And yeah, exactly. Kids. You know, if you could just bypass those heathen kids, get to those good little grandkids, and <laughs> life would be wonderful. No, but but that's you know just a thought. And cherish, you know, cherish your high school years. Cherish your your time with whoever it is that you are with uh because it's precious you know and and i'll just throw this in i thought of all those that have passed yeah you know 1982 and we've had several class members you know that that did pass and uh you know uh, some were school teachers and some were in different professions where they did affect people's lives you know um so, but now there was a lot of teachers I really enjoyed. Uh, uh, the The staff at Willow County was great. You know, Elmer Lawson with the principal was great. Sam, I mean, we just really, you know, I, maybe I'm biased, but I think the school system, you know, the basketball coaches, I just think I in our entire school system was just really, really awesome. And the people from the county were just exceptional people. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It, it was, um, we had really, I feel like the the best of educators. And um, mm -hmm. it was just a, a very carefree and fun time. Um, so in, in closing, um, and you know there's so many memories like when you get started talking about them you could just go on and on but for the people that are um on the fence kind of about coming to the 40-year reunion uh what would you say to them i would just say relax just just treat it as you know getting away for a for a night uh to go for a good meal now I go to Cumberland Falls DuPont Lodge quite often. It is just one of my go-to places. I always have uh, for years and years. And I'll share this high school memory real quick. I don't know how much time I have. But when I was a senior in high school, my sister D, which she graduated in 1982 also, she was she's a year older than me, but she was held back at her and I don't know if I should mention names or not, but I will. Uh, her and one of her friends, which was Connie Wynn, and I think Shonda Crowley, and maybe a couple of they skipped school and went to Cumberland Falls <laughs> above Falls. So me and Joe Childers and Tony Baker Tracy, we followed them, and. Uh, we were high we were above the falls about 20 feet above them on like a cliff and they were below us wading in the river and connie fell in the river and started yep. drifting downstream and she could not swim oh no and i ran and we were all playing hooky from school 
this was like lunchtime or one o'clock in the afternoon. We were all seniors, uh, and we had is close to the end of the school year, and we had skipped school, and uh, we were all playing hooky. And so I ran down and jumped in the water and got a hold of her and was able to get on a rock and pick her up and keep her head above the water. She almost drowned me and they get a hold of her. And then the other guys came and we made like a uh, hands, joined hands, you know, one from another. Uh, the other guys that were with me and then the other girls that were, we were all together and then got her to the bank. And actually, you know, she would have drowned. There's not a doubt in my mind that she, uh, you know, wouldn't have drowned if uh, if we hadn't if I hadn't jumped in, grabbed a hold of her, and then if we hadn't have pulled her, you know, out of the water. But there is, there's so, and that kind of just gives, I guess, refer, point reference to what my little talk would be. You know, everybody was always willing to just join a hand to help pull somebody out of the water. You know, and that's kind of what we did for her that day. And, uh, you know, just, just a fun time, you know, there was bad times, sure, but the good way outweighed the bad. Well, that is quite a story. I had no <laughs> idea about that happening. No, very few. And where I'm so backward, I've never shared it that much, you know, I'm not shared it at all. It's kind of funny what one thing brought it up was a girl just fell over Cumberland Falls last week. <laughs> trying to get her. So. <laughs> so let's hope at the reunion no one gets that idea because even though we're a great class, you know, so we might not be able to save everyone this time. So. Exactly. But Cumberland Falls is just, it's a diamond in the rough. It's a <laughs> hidden place. DuPont Lodge is the food is excellent. The view is just magnificent. People come from all over the world to go to that location just to just to see the Cumberland River and to see the waterfalls, but mostly to see the mountains, you know, to see the scenery of the leaves turning. And and I, you know, and that was a high school experience for me. But I've went there ever since I was a small kid. My parents took me there when I was little, and I just fell in love. And I love the Appalachian Mountain. My oldest son lives in Tampa, Florida, right now, and he's tried to get me to move to Florida. And I've came so close several times, but I just, uh, I can't leave these mountains. I love the, I love the, love the mountains. Well, it seems like that's going to be the perfect location for the 40th year reunion. And uh, I think so. Well, I am so happy that you came on and caught up with us a little and shared some wonderful memories. And uh, any last words that you have for Steve Dorf, who wrote through the years? I just admire his work. I tell you, it's uh it's an inspiration to me listening to his music and to his writing. Uh, there's been a few people from our class that actually has done a little bit of, of writing. I know Gary has done a little bit and I have done some short stories and a little bit of writing myself, never had anything published, uh, but I admire his talent. I really do. And it's definitely been an inspiration and, 
you know, at times people use different words and different songs or different quotes that just reach out and touch a heart. And I think he's one of the, the individuals of life that has, has done that. Yes, for sure. And now we've got through the years, uh, 40 years later, we're still um, listening to that song and thinking of memories that we had. Exactly. Thank well, you so much for having me on. And, and we will definitely be seeing you at the reunion. All right. You take care, Jim. Thanks again. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, Tammy. I want to welcome you to this special episode of Backstory Sessions. So happy to have you as a guest as we remember the class of 82 and through the years. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. Well, this is really exciting, and it has been 40 years, even if it doesn't seem like it. So uh, tell us about Tammy as a senior and kind of catch us up to where you are now. Let's see. Tammy is a senior. She was young and immature and um, adventurous, never met a stranger, and she hasn't changed a whole lot in, in 40 years. So, <laughs> um, Do you still live in the area, or did you move away? I, I um, about... A little over six years ago, my husband was killed in a car accident, and he was also part of the class of 1982, Tim Cox. And so I moved to Virginia and uh, took a job here, and I have been living in Lynchburg, Virginia since that time. And, you know, of course, Tim was a very special member of our class as well, and um, it's so it's, um, you know, it's very nice, I think, that we get to remember him um, as we're telling the stories of, you know, our, our thoughts and memories from high school and beyond. Yeah, I don't think that there would be a single memory of high school without him in it. So, yeah, so um, we have heard a little of how uh, how you met Tim. Um so what's your memory of you know how you first met and connected? Well, and I, I couldn't couldn't have um a memory of even meeting Tim had it not been for um Lita uh Perkins, um, who is also uh one of our classmates who is deceased. And um, Tim was playing baseball one day and she looked at him and said, you know, he would like to meet you. And I said, he's really shy. I don't think I'm his type. I said, he's not going to say a word to me. And she said, no, no, I, I think you two would, would hit it off. And she introduced us and um, he was really shy. He, he didn't speak a lot, but he was really had big beautiful blue eyes and and a heart of gold and um i fed, fell head over heels so so um our class of 82 we were so intertwined with each other that i 
I don't think that any of our memories of high school would would be the same without each other. Wow, and Lita was the catalyst or the matchmaker for she was she was the matchmaker, yes. Wow. And you know, that's another like um I'm I mean it just brings comfort to me to hear stories about them. Um because they were such an important part of the class too. Absolutely. And these are just wonderful memories. Um, I asked Judith this question and I'm curious, um, you know, this is a song lyric from through the years. I can't remember when you weren't there. Do you remember um, when Judith wasn't there? Uh, I don't have a single memory of a time where where Judith and I were not there for each other. Um, even with with uh, her marrying Maury and traveling around the world, and even when we traveled in, in different parts of the world, um, she was still, you know, my, my, my sister, my friend, you know, and, um, you know, there, there's not going to be a time where we would give up on each other it's just not going to happen um we we've been through too much together you know to to turn our backs on each other and and if there was ever a song that was that was tailor-made for our class it was through the years we didn't know it then but we certainly know it now you know, that's that's very interesting. And why do you think that we chose that song, um, you know, being so young as we were at that time? You know, I, I guess, you know, even then, our bonds were, were really strong. You know, um, most of us grew up, you know, where, where our families lived and worked and and survived from week to week and we depended on each other to get through you know getting back and forth to practices and going on band trips and loaning each other lunch money and but you know we we took care of each other and i think we realized that 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 was a special bond and you know 40 years later i think most of us realize that not every class had that and that's the reason we love and and we mourn and we um, have memories of of our classmates that's no longer with us but we also know that that those memories you know are are precious and and you know we respect the fact that that you know we grew up in a time where we were granted uh, a special gift. I, I, I mean, I think that has been a sentiment that people have said about the class, which is, you know, it makes me feel good in a, in a way, but it's also shocking to me that almost everyone has said this exact same thing in their own way uh, about the class. So, um, you know, there has to be something to it that we all feel that way. Um, Absolutely. So we asked Judith a few things as well, um, like 
both of you talk the most. So oh, it's got, it's got to be me. <laughs> all right. So, um, you know, of course, you'll have to listen to the episode to see if she agreed with you. But um, so you feel that that's you. Who had the biggest hair? I see. Gosh, it was the 80s. So <laughs> we both did. We both had some really terrible 80s hair. And who can keep a secret the best? Hmm. I think we're going to be tied for that one. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping there's some secrets that that when we leave this world will go down go down with us. So. <laughs> and you know, I I feel like uh, probably from hearing her interview and now yours, uh, I feel like that will be true. Um, and that's how special to find a friend like that. I mean, how did you all meet, or were you instant friends? We we have been friends so long that that um that her family feels like my family. Um, you know, my parents and my oldest brother is deceased, and um, you know, Judah's family was was just part of my family they just loved me like i was their own but we got really close in band just like most of us did um we spent a lot of time together i mean you don't spend that much time on the band bus without you know sharing a few a few secrets so another line from this song, and you tell me how this applies for you. Uh, you never let me down. You turned my life around. So who or what in high school did that for you? Oh, gosh, I'd have to say Tim. You know, he, he uh, his, his family was so different than mine. Um, not that my family was bad and his was good or vice versa it's just that they were a lot more loving um and demonstrated that um you know even now um his parents are deceased as well but pmy which is his sister is is still my sister um so i would i would have to say you know, he was he was my classmate, um, my best friend, the love of my life, the my husband, the father of my son. You know, but um, you know, it it I think it would have to I would always have to say him. Wow, and that's um, I mean that is a story I think that everybody wishes that they had. Um, but, you know, few people seem to find that in one person. That's beautiful. Um, so uh, what things would you do for fun, like outside of school? What was there to do growing up in the 80s? My goodness. Let's see. Well, Judith was fortunate to have a car, so so we would get into a few shenanigans together. So, and we'll just have to uh, 
say that we could get into shenanigans together. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of them involve the RC plant or? Oh, well, <laughs> gosh, she's already telling secrets. Yes, there may have been a few trips to the RC coal plant. <laughs> and, and the fact that Tim worked there probably may or may not have had something to do with that. <laughs> Um, so did, did you go skating or, uh, oh, I, I think, I think we all went skating and, uh, we were, we were so attached to the, the, the skating rink and riding bikes and going to band practice and, um, hanging out at each other's houses and listening to records and, you know, music was such a big part of our lives. And I think that's, that's an appreciation that we all still share. Yeah, I I wonder how much that our love for music had to do with like the specialness of the class somehow. Like it seems to have bonded us um, in some ways, or maybe we're just like maybe music lovers are like you know really special people that well, all together. I'm not sure. I, I think so, and I think we. We hear the story in the music, you know, even more than than just hearing the 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 tune or or just the um, the beat, you know. We maybe that's why we fell in love with through the years, right? Yeah, I, I you know I think that that could definitely be it, and I, we could have chosen celebration or you know some other uh, girls just want to have fun or you know something like more um up tempo and um but we didn't um it was a pretty pretty deep choice actually i think for for 17 year olds which most of us probably were at that time um what would you say to the songwriter about that song, to Steve Dwork, who's been nice enough to come and tell us the backstory just for our class for its 40th reunion? Um, you know, what would you say to him about about the song and its meaning to you? Oh, wow. You know, since speaking with you, I went back and, and listened to it over and over again. And you know, shed some tears and, and smiled at some memories. And, and I was thinking, you know, how, how he could have written a song so perfect for our class. Um, you know, it felt like it was, it was written just for us. And, you know, I know that, that everybody probably felt that way at the time, but there couldn't have been a more perfect song for the class of 1982 and and I would have to say thank you yeah in some ways it does seem like you know that we ordered it somehow you know like okay we want a custom song and here's all the things and you know it's kind of like that which is amazing really that's right it's it's perfect so uh, any last words that you want to share about the class of 82 um, or just to any um, any members or just, um, just anything that you would like to say about 
No, I just I just want to say that you know I'm I'm really sorry I'm gonna miss the reunion this year because um, you know it's it it hurts to know that that there's less and less of us. Um, seems like we've we've suffered more losses than than most classes have at this stage in our lives. But to know that you know that there's not a a memory of our, our class that doesn't bring joy to me and make me smile. And, you know, I just, I, I love our class and I've, I feel very fortunate that we graduated at the time that we did with the, the people that we got to graduate with. Well, it's certainly been uh, a pleasure to catch up with you and, you know, share some memories from, uh, these last 40 years, it almost doesn't seem like it's been that long. Well, Kat, it's been a pleasure. And, and you know, I hope that, um, you know, I get to continue sharing, you know, friendship that we share and, and with, you know, my fellow classmates of the class of 1982 and, and you know, to celebrate the good. Um, to to hold each other's hands through the bad and and um, you know still hang on to the memories of you know through the years. Well, that is a great ending for um, a wonderful episode. So thank you again for participating. Hey. And thank you, Kat. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to Kat at. I write plays at Outlook.com, or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at gmail.com, or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.